Hello and welcome to another edition of 99 Questions. This is an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting questions to interesting people. I'm your host, Bob Buell, and I am joined here by the great Blake Hester. Blake, how are you today? Hello, Bob. Long time, first time. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> of course, of course. Now, people might be uh, familiar with you. Uh, you were uh, officially dubbed, as I look at my sheet of paper here, one of the coolest dudes per uh, oh. previous episode here. Yeah, I, I believe Haley MacLean bestowed that title upon me, which I uh, I take very seriously and have been working around the clock to maintain my status <laughs> as coolest dude. As well you should. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not an honor we give out lightly here. Uh, exactly. And as the first uh, coolest dude that we are now interviewing here, I thank you so much. Yeah. Um, now, uh, as you know, uh, there are a couple ground rules I got to lay out at the beginning here. Okay. Um, so, uh, ground rule number one, this is a 99-question interview, but for all these questions, take as much time or as little time as you need to answer. If a yes okay. or a no suffices, give me a yes or a no. If okay. you think a short story about your life will help us get that answer better i want to hear it sure uh ground rule number two i don't think there's anything crazy there's no there's no snipes in here there's no (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing meant to to get you in a pickle but if you want to pass on something because you go "Eh, i don't want to answer it for whatever reason we'll pass it's all good okay gotcha and ground rule number three uh, despite the name of the show being 99 Questions, there might be more than 99. I didn't okay. count this out beforehand. There might be follow-up <laughs> questions. Eh, sure. We're just going to roll with it. Okay. So, non-question number one. Are you ready? Um, hold on. Oh, no. I'm checking. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am, actually. They only get more difficult <laughs> from here, so this is... Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> This could get rough. All right, question number one. What's the perfect breakfast? You know what? So uh, this is this is really embarrassing. I don't know how to cook at all. Oh. Like, to save my life. Like, like I, it's, it's a running joke amongst the Game Query community, the Game Query being a podcast I'm on, that I uh, ate a lot of frozen dinners, which... <laughs> I wish I could say doesn't have a lot of truth to it, but does have a lot of truth to it. Uh-huh. Uh, but one of the, th- the during quarantine, I was like, I'm going to learn how to cook. And like most quarantine hobbies, it lasted like two weeks and I gave up on it. But I did learn the perfect breakfast, which oh. is an English muffin. And you get you get uh, just like regular lunch meat ham. Okay. And one egg. Mayo and sriracha. Now, what you do here, you cook the egg over medium. You know, you don't want the too, too much yolk running around, but you also don't want it to be like a dry, hot mess. You want so, a, little, a little sauciness. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. And then you toast the English muffin, but here's where things get crazy. Mm-hmm. Right before you turn the burner off, you throw, I usually do two, potentially three, uh, pieces of the ham onto the burner just to crisp them but i put a piece of craft singles american cheese between them to melt it arguably the best cheese exactly i build the sandwich up 
healthy dose of mayonnaise. I live in the South, so, you know, we <laughs> love our mayonnaise here. And then a healthier dose of sriracha, because I live in the South and we love our hot sauce here. And then wash it down with a glass of OJ and you're good to go. Wow. Perfect wow. breakfast. Perfect breakfast. I can't argue that. <laughs> I like it. Now, is this sriracha brand sriracha, or is this like some no, Thai it's, chili sauce that... <laughs> it's, 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 so it's not sriracha brand, but it is sriracha. I can't remember the brand of it. I do really like the Texas Pete sriracha, but there's Ooh. a, no, I think it's called Flying Squirrel, maybe? Oh, this is interesting. I'm not sure. It's from Whole Foods. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name, but that's usually my go-to sriracha. I recently got uh, kind of turned on to a different brand of sriracha. I forget the name also. Uh, I had it at my buddy's place, and it's like a garlic-infused sriracha. Mm. I can't go back. I can't go back. <laughs> yeah, this one, it, I, I'm a big fan of, like, Louisiana-style vinegar-based hot sauce. And this one has – it's it's not a vinegar-based sriracha, ma- mainly because I don't think that would work. But it has <laughs> some of that essence to it, so it's, like, my go-to. Same with the Texas Pete, which makes sense that it would have a little bit of that southern feel to it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's Flying Squirrel. It's something squirrel because there's a squirrel on the bottle. <laughs> but that's my you. go-to sriracha. I love it. All right, question number two, and I think this carries a little extra weight than it normally would. Okay. Who's the coolest dude? The coolest dude. It's coming from a reigning champion. Right, right, right. You know, I uh, I have lived a lot of my life over the past seven, what year is it? It's 2020. So seven years dedicating any and all of my time to my now gone dog rascal. Oh. Um, I've dedicated articles to him. I've covered <laughs> my room in his house. Uh, I've covered my room in his house. I've covered my room in my house. It was with, the dog's uh, house per the contract. Right. He, he signed it. <laughs> with art of him. I have a blanket with him on it. Um, oh art gosh. of him made by my friend Amanda Hudgens. And I got to say, Rascal was the coolest dude on earth. He's now... he. I have to say was, because he passed away a couple years ago. I think two or three years ago now. But I don't know if that's bending the question to say a dog instead of a person, but he was the coolest dude I believe. uh, I believe a dog has won this previously, so uh, (laughs) there's a precedent for it. Okay, cool. Might He's... be KK Slider from Animal Crossing. If I oh, that that properly. doesn't count. We don't. I don't like that at all. No, you. We have to retract. Whoever that was, we're retracting that answer. Um, sorry, uh, Caldwell Tanner. Uh, <laughs> you 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 have to leave your job at Disney now. I'm sorry. It's... Yeah, sorry, Caldwell. But Rascal, the coolest dude around. Uh, God love him. I got his little box of ashes sitting right next to me right now. Rascal, rest in power, man. <laughs> exactly, it. the king. Question three: Steak. Chicken or fish? Oh, not fish. I'm not a seafood person at all. Mm. I uh, I recently went to Japan, which was, like, really amazing, and I'm thankful that I got to do it. Yeah. And um, I, one of the places I went, I went with my family, and my parents wanted to go to this place they had seen on TV. It's this, like, outside eatery where they make, like fresh eel right there it's in osaka japan it's like on the side of the street like you just stand on the side of the street and eat it and it's like some world-renowned place there was a line down the street of just of just tourists of course um anyway point being i got there and i'm eating this eel that is like you know 
at least renowned enough to end up on a net one Netflix show that my parents <laughs> watched, and I it was like gagging on it because oh. I think seafood is so gross. So See, that's that sounds a, perfect to me. That sounds absolutely yeah, perfect to me. But I was really bummed that it was wasted on me, which is a really <laughs> long winded way of saying uh, not sea not fish. I can't. I I, like, I hate seafood. So probably chicken because I love fried chicken. Like mm. I live in Kentucky. Which, like, we're known for our garbage fast food restaurant, um, <laughs> KFC. The and places... the military official that is running it. Exactly, uh... <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I, whenever I have friends come into town, they ask, sometimes ask me to take them to Colonel Sanders' grave, which is in the city I live in, Louisville. And it's always like, yeah, I guess we can go see that fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> but probably chicken, because, like, that shit just hits so close to home for me. Like, I, And it's not even the chicken. Yeah. It's the skin. Like I That's eat true. the chicken. I eat the chicken to not seem weird around people who are watching me. But if left to my own devices, I would probably just peel off all the skin and eat that and throw the chicken away. So just it's eat it like be a chicken. potato chip. Like exactly. That's the, that's the the winner. That's the main event. Yeah, I I I feel like I the cultured man might say steak, but steak does not lend itself good steak. I should say, does not lend itself much to condiments. The idea being you're not supposed to eat it with a lot of condiments. Excellent. And I am a condiment king. I I believe food is the apparatus that brings the condiment to me. I, I, I don't really care about the physical form of the food. I just want the dippables. So I, I'm not a huge steak eater unless it's Kentucky or a steak fry. What is that shit called? Fried steak or whatever because you get the gravy oh, on it. Chicken, chicken fried, fried steak. steak. Is that steak or is it chicken? I don't actually know. It's some sort of weird Dr. Moreau amalgam of both. <laughs> no one so, knows. So yeah, chicken. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, question four. Best gift you've ever gotten? Best gift I ever got. Oh, Jesus. Um. <laughs> you know what? Probably a trip to Japan, which was kind of a gift to uh, – my family went through a lot the past couple of years. And I, I, I've written about this in the past, so it's not like something I hide. But I like had some pretty serious health issues go down, yeah. um, and my family, when I was out of the – I was in the clear of all that, our gift to us as a family um, – was like, let's go to fucking Japan. So that's pretty badass. It's like to get out of the woods gift. of some gnarly health shit and go spend 13 days in Japan was pretty rad. Very jealous of that. I've always wanted to go to Japan. It's amazing. I, I always picture it's going to be like lost in translation and I'm going to find my own Scarlett Johansson there. But <laughs> who knows? <laughs> uh, question five. What is the best gift you've ever given? Uh, I mean, my parents have a beautiful son because mm -hmm. of me. <laughs> so you're welcome mom and dad i'm their only child um so there you go um <laughs> no i gotta think of a better one than that um other than your life <laughs> yeah other than the life and the meaning i brought them um best gift i've ever given you know what it, maybe it's not the best i've ever given but recently uh me and my my friends johnny and or no I just gave a spoiler away for the story. Me and my friends Casey and Kennedy all went uh, equal ways on an Xbox for our friend Johnny. 
um, in Xbox mm. One because he he was going through some personal stuff. I'm not I'm not gonna put Johnny on blast here, but he was going through some personal stuff and like didn't have an Xbox to like keep up with us during quarantine and play video games with us, and that's like a lot of what we were doing. So we were like, what if we just you know, A, buy him an Xbox so he'll stop asking us to play Smash Brothers. We don't want to play Smash Brothers. Uh, B, help him out in a trying time. So that felt really good. And we all, like, FaceTimed each other while he opened it because we couldn't be there in person. And he, like, started crying, Aww. which um, it w- which was nice um, to have fodder to make fun of him for. But, like, hi, who fucking cries getting an Xbox? Hit a couple F12s while he's doing <laughs> yeah. it, screen cap it. Just yeah, oh, guy. I took so many screen caps, and they're just blurry because the reception in my house is <laughs> shitty. But I'm like, you can't tell, but this blurry blob is Johnny crying. <laughs> so probably that. Also, the life and meaning I brought my parents when I was oh, born. Yes, yes. <laughs> life and meaning, number one. Number exactly. two. A sweet Xbox. Yeah. And actually, that was the best gift I was ever given, was Johnny crying and me being able to make fun of him for it. <laughs> we'll retcon that back in. <laughs> yeah. Japan was whatever. <laughs> uh, question six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? Uh, <laughs> I used to have this... I don't know if it's a it's a poster, per se, but like we made like a in kindergarten this like about me thing, and it was like... Hi, my name is Blake. Um, my favorite color is red, or some shit. Um, so it, on that on that thing, and it's like it was this. I called it a poster because it was the size of a poster. I don't know why it was so big. The story the story's not really going anywhere other than to say on it. I said I wanted to be what was it? It was like a basketball player, an Ooh. inventor, and maybe an actor. All three. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, when I think back on that, and I think on my entire life, I never wanted to be any of those things. (laughs) My entire life, I wanted to be, like, some form of musician. Um, Like, when I was a kid, it was probably I wanted to be in a boy band, because Backstreet Boys were my favorite band as a kid. And, like, I still love Backstreet Boys. Um, Being in a boy band sounds like hell, though. Um, yeah, especially a lot of stuff has come out about like real yeah. lousy managers and all that kind of stuff. Right. So. Um, and so for a lot of my life, it was like, I think I wanted to be a guitarist. And then for like probably like five or six years through high school and right out of high school, I was in like metalcore bands. Like I was the vocalist to one of those and then play guitar. So like that was basically what I wanted to be my entire life growing up. Yeah. Um, and like. Wanted to be a writer in some capacity, but always thought it would be in a musical capacity. Um, mm. So I would say musician slash writer. And one of those became more true than the other. Because <laughs> I not call myself a musician these days. <laughs> Very true. All right. Number seven. What is the largest animal you can beat in a fight? I think I could beat up every bird. I could also beat up every dolphin. I hate dolphins. Mm. I think, like, I could beat up a lot of animals. Not okay. Not many humans, the most dangerous animal. <laughs> but I think, like, animals are fucking idiots. Like, I could outsmart an animal. Like, is, is this hand-to-hand combat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or, or at least anything that is uh, grabbable, you know? Mm. 
like a Bruce I, Willis movie in a forest. Like you can grab whatever's around, but it's it's basically okay. hand to hand. I think like if I had to, I could beat up a horse. Ooh. Like I'd probably get uh, there's pro- probably a better chance I get my ass kicked and killed by the horse. But I think like if I needed to, like life or death situation, and there yeah. was some good stuff around me, I I could probably beat up a horse, and I wouldn't feel bad about it. I just want to put that on wax right now. I wouldn't feel bad about beating a horse's ass. Horses nope. are terrifying. No remorse for that horse. That's no, exactly. No, <laughs> that's right. No remorse for the horse. I could whoop a horse's ass. Sorry, Haley. I know you love horses. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it, man. You have you have a conviction in your eyes. I, I think you could do it. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Who's someone you look up to? Oh, God. Um... I, I've, I'm an only child, so I feel like I'm really susceptible to, like, looking up to, like, older dudes. Mm. Um, like, like in, in perhaps a one-sided big brother way. Not that they see me as a little brother, but, like, I definitely, like, have a tendency to look at a lot of people as a bigger brother. Um, I think, honestly, <laughs> Leo Vader... Wow. I like, and I I don't know what it is about Leo um, that I kind of look up to, but it's like the dude is always finding the most creative way to handle something. Like Leo's videos for Game Informer because he's yeah. a video producer at Game Informer, like are always different from everyone else's. Like, you could watch the same preview of the same game from ten different outlets, and Leo's would stand out. Like, he is the sheer force of creativity and, like, a way I aspire to be. Like, when it, whenever he puts something out, like, even if it's maybe not the most technically proficient thing in the world, it's still going to be the most interesting thing compared to its counterparts. And, that, like, yeah. I really look up to that. And I also would beat the shit out of a horse to be as funny as him like the you're you're on a war trail of horses like i i i'm lucky enough to edit two to three shows a month where leo has to do improv comedy and it is still like years later it blows me away how funny and how quick he is so i think i really look up to leo but don't tell him i i wouldn't (laughs) dare it i wouldn't dare it (laughs) Uh, as you were saying the creative thing, though, with uh, he always has the most creative approaches, I was thinking back to, I want to say it was E3, uh, the last, well, possibly the final E3, the last yeah, E3 yeah, from yeah. last year, and he was still in Minneapolis as mm-hmm. E3 was happening in California, and so he just had uh, somebody... Maybe Ben Hansen. I don't know. He had somebody just film the E3 show floor, and then he green screened <laughs> yeah. himself onto the show floor. That's... Which is like, who would possibly think of that as a solution to a show floor tour? Like... Right. That's like a great example where every year, every day at the end of E3, every outlet has to be like, oh, here's the E3 recap. Here's all the commercials we watched. And then Leo will somehow find a way to put all the info that needs to be in there in the video, like here was the news of the day, while also being critical of things, yeah. like in a way that's important for a press member to be critical or 
showing his enthusiasm for certain things and also making it funny. Like he he has such a unique eye for yeah. everything he touches, whether it be work or streaming or his, just his like creative outlets. Like he's been on my podcast for years and years and years, and yet the podcast he does like once every six months, tough questions. It's funnier than Game Query has ever been. So it's like, and so much better produced than our podcast has ever been. So uh, definitely Leo. But That's, don't tell uh, him. No one, no, nobody tell him, <laughs> please. Don't add him. He doesn't need it. Uh, question nine. What's the first album that you bought with your own money? Oh, uh, Middle of Nowhere by Hanson with Mbop on it. Mbop got so much hate back in the day. Dude, they never got it. Hanson is so good. Yeah. Hanson is so, so good. Um, yeah. I have been dying to put that into the world because I listen to your podcast and I've heard that every time and I hear people stumble with it or not remember. And I'm like, no, I know mine. I bought it at the Great Escape on Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky. I was like four <laughs> or five years old. I specifically remember this. I thought it was the most mind blowing shit when I was a kid when I found out it had a hidden track on it. I was oh, like, it did. Yeah. I was like, you mean to tell me that there are songs, there's a song on this album that is not listed on the back. Dude, it blew my, I remember not only showing my parents how to find the hidden song, when we would have company over, I would show them that. <laughs> so yeah, wow. that album. I love it. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, none. I've never done karaoke. Never? Actually, I think I did when I was a kid, like probably 12, 11 or 12, and I remember singing Helena by My Chemical Romance, so for lack of a better answer, I'll say that one. Okay. I mean, that's a, you're going to get everyone singing the chorus on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As an well, adult, though, yeah. <laughs> I've never done it. I've, that's probably the one time in my life I did it, and it was like almost 20 years ago or something. <laughs> uh, what's the last song that you listened to? Oh, um, let's see. Pull up my Spotify real quick. I do love when I can get the concrete answers like this. <laughs> it's not like, like, I think I heard this in a commercial. It's like, no, no, no. Technology says this is the yeah. last one I listened to. <laughs> uh, the last song it says I listened to was Morbid Stuff by Pup, which is the title track of the album, Morbid Stuff. Hmm. Great Canadian uh, pop punk band. Definitely recommend them. Wow. Never heard of them, but that's that's worth the recommendation right yeah. there. Uh, question 12. What's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from? Oh, man. Um, it is. I always I have this like weird metric in my brain of I can tell something is really good if I instantly want a new thing of that. Um, like if I if I like watch them, it, it's like almost like watching a show on Netflix and be like, I got to start the second episode yeah. <laughs> and a band that that always happens to me with is this hardcore outfit from philadelphia called code orange who are like taking over the hardcore and metal world right now yes they're super yeah. amazing and they have like a relatively traditional album cycle where it's like you know you get one every couple of years but every time i listen to a new code orange record I always want to hear because they they evolve their sound in such interesting ways. When I get to the end of a new one, I always want to hear. I always instantly want the next evolution. <laughs> I, I'm always like, okay, that was amazing. What's next? And I have to wait like a couple of years because that makes sense. Um, but like that band, I am always really excited to hear more from. That's awesome. I think I 
they do a theme song for a wrestler in WWE. Yeah. The end. Yeah. I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm a big uh, big wrestling fan. I always have been. Yeah. And I went to a show in Brooklyn, this big NXT show in Brooklyn, and I they had them perform live for oh, his theme song. With and the I vo- just happened to be like three rows back from yeah. where they <laughs> were performing, so I was like. This is like a free like mini concert the whole time, and they rocked. Yeah, I think I think I know exactly what show you're talking about. I don't watch much wrestling, but like I remember seeing this a bunch, and it was with the vocalist of Incendiary, who um, is not a part of their band, but I oh. think came or is is on that song perhaps, or just yeah. maybe guested or something. But it was like a really cool walkout with like this hardcore band I saw in a bar like five years before play to like ten kids and have like. One of those rare bands, because I'm behind the curve on a lot of stuff, that yeah. like I got to watch the evolution of to now they have been nominated for Grammys and tour with System of a Down and do like European arena festivals and shit. So like that band, I think, is like the most fascinating band in definitely heavy music, but like maybe one of the most interesting musical acts right now. Wow. Um, so they just put out a new record and I'm already stoked for the next one. <laughs> Uh, what is a song that brings the most emotion out of you? Oh. <sighs> the most emotion out of me. And this could be any emotion. That's why yeah. I kind of word it this way. I, I feel like, man, th- no matter who you are, whenever you think about these types of things, you always go back to what song probably made you cry the most in high school. <laughs> so in that case it's probably something shitty by like (laughs) mayday parade or something (laughs) or no probably the song fireworks at you me at six for all the like normal reasons it's like oh it's the song i listened to when i got my heart broken high school or whatever but i still listen to that song and i'm like fuck (laughs) that's a there's like a one percent of you that's like Dang it. <laughs> yeah, every now and then it'll come up on, like, an old Spotify playlist I have somewhere, and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to listen to this. And then that song will come up, and I'll be, I'll be like, diving for my music player wherever it is. Like, <laughs> change the fucking song. I'm not ready to hear this 12 years on. <laughs> I graduated high school so long ago, and I still cannot listen to that song. So uh, it's a great song, though. The song's awesome. Uh, what's your favorite music video? Oh, uh, 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. It's so fucking rad. It's like, it's (laughs) documentary-esque in that it's like, just feels like a dude shooting what's happening around him, but it's about these kids just like getting up to some fucking mischief and going to a party and the Smashing Pumpkins are playing there for some reason. (laughs) Um, Like, it's such a cool video. It's all fisheye. It's all like ugly in the oh. way 90s shit is if it was um, done in the 90s it better be for yeah lens. I, I i have loved that music video like since i was a kid i think it's still so so cool like it's very reminiscent of like 90s kids movies like kids or like honestly a lot of stuff harmony kareen did but like without <laughs> the awfulness to it uh yeah. it's like the nice version of like the shit Harmony Kareen was trying to do back in the day, or like even Dito Montiel with his books, um, it's like the nice version of that. Just Chicago suburban kids, maybe it's California. I don't remember, but um, definitely that music video. Love it. Uh, Fifteen. You got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? Oh, uh, <laughs> probably Jesse Zazu Incorporated. Uh, oh, that's a great one. 
Yeah, it's run by one of my best friends, Emmett, in the memory of his sister, Jesse Zazu, who is the singer of the Nashville like rock country outlet, Those Darlings, who are amazing. I recommend everyone look them up. Um, and they do a lot of really cool work for like social justice and women's health and setting up like classes and screening and all this. And we've done some um, – we've done – Game Query has done some charity events for them in the past, and we have – Hopefully, a new one coming up whenever quarantine's over. Um, so probably them, because I just really believe in their message and really love that it's like a family outfit. Like, it's was founded and is run by Jesse's family. Um, yeah. So, I probably them. No, that's awesome. Uh, and yeah, I know you're too humble to say it, but I will say it. Game Curry constantly does these... <laughs> charity streams and charity game nights and all this kind of stuff with money going to different yeah. fantastic causes. I'm usually there as an audience member <laughs> sure. and uh, it is uh, an absolutely wonderful thing that Thank you guys you. are doing. Thank so, you. Yeah. Keep it up. <laughs> uh, 16. Favorite holiday. It's gotta be Christmas. Yeah. I like... I, I like giving and getting gifts. I know you're not supposed to say you like getting gifts, but motherfucker, I love prezzies. Um, I love, like, giving a good prezzy. But also just, like, I love the vibe around it. Like, um, not so much these days because of global warming, but Kentucky used to get a bunch of snow in the, like, right around Christmas. And that shit just was so rad when you go see, like, Christmas lights and neighborhoods and there's yeah. snow everywhere. Now it's, like... 60 degrees and you, you go see christmas lights and it's like i don't know this sucks <laughs> yeah. but christmas is rad um i also like halloween a lot because i like spooky movies um don't watch as many as i used to but so probably christmas because of that okay nice uh 17 what's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop oh um iced americano usually large black black no sugar either none mm -mm, none at all i think that's exactly the last thing i yeah. ordered as well so and it has I to be it. iced no matter the time of year because i'm too impatient so i get it iced so i don't burn oh. myself see that i'll go back and forth <laughs> on a little bit yeah. but i i like the angle you're coming yeah. from there at 18 spell the word gray g-r-a-y one of those a-y boys yeah okay e-y okay. e if an editor asks me to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't come up much, somebody. but I'm happy to be flexible. Okay, okay. Uh, 19, what is your prized possession? Prized possession? <sighs> Probably <laughs> Rascal. Aww. And his ashes. I think, like... <laughs> I think, like, in what... If my house was burning down and it's like you have to grab one thing, it's like, why would I grab my PlayStation or whatever? I can buy a new one, but I can't like Rascal's not going to come back alive and die so I can recremate him. <laughs> so I would probably grab Rascal. And if I have one extra free hand, I'd grab his little paw print imprint that I have. That sits oh, next yeah, to they it. give you the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably Razzie. Razzie. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, 20, are you competitive? Unfortunately, like, but I don't go out of my way for it. Like, I'm not the type of person who wants to make things into a competition. Mm. But if I'm in a competition, I, I am competitive in a way I do not like. 
Like, I don't like that I can be a sore loser or I can be upset when I lose. Like, I, I face this a lot because um, I use Call of Duties online a lot as a social a means to socialize with my friends right oh, now yeah. while we can't hang out. And I try to keep myself in check when we're playing Warzone or just any online mode. And it's like, I can tell I'm getting upset because I'm losing or not playing as well as I want to. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like... That's not what this is about. Like, keep yourself in check. So I, I'm competitive in a way I don't like, but also try not to be super. I try not to, like, be in s- situations that will make that come out of me because I think, like, that just kind of sucks, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, 21, do you consider golf a sport? Yeah, sure. That shit would, looks hard. <laughs> Like, God, man, I, I can barely like, I don't have the hand eye coordination most days to walk, much less hit a tiny ball three quarters of a mile across a big field <laughs> to yeah. exact designated Ex- area across that field. Yeah, exactly. That's a sport for sure. All right. All right. 22. Have you ever played any sports? Yeah, a bunch. Uh, played Almost all of the sports except for baseball in growing up, like in grade school and middle school. And then I was a competitive swimmer for a long, long time. Oh, wow. Um, up until, like, uh, I say long, long time. It was, like, all of middle school. Um, and then dropped out my freshman year of high school. Um, I wish I hadn't, honestly. Um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did all those sports. Never great at them. I was okay at soccer, and I was pretty good at swimming. And again, which makes me still question why on that project it said basketball player, actor, inventor. I don't know. I do not know. I've never invented anything in my life except new things for me to get upset over. (laughs) Uh, What is your favorite sport to watch? NBA, for sure. Specifically NBA. If I'm going to like... Because sports take so long to watch. It's true. Like, even the best, even the quickest sport is still, like, a two-hour, like, commitment. So I want to see players performing at their, like, peak skill. So it's, uh, and, and, like, football is too stop and start for me. Baseball is way too slow. Basketball (laughs) is, like, a good pace that I can stay interested. And, like, I see the other side where people are like, I prefer college because you can see the drive in these kids. And, you know, they're not just making every shot. But for me, it's like, if I'm going to invest in it, I want to see, like, someone like Steph Curry or whatever, where it's like he's a freak of nature (laughs) in a way that, like, looks fake when you watch it. Yeah. Definitely NBA. Love it. 24 theme parks? Yeah, they're cool. I've don't. I've never been. I don't go to many, and I haven't been to many, but, like, I've enjoyed them when I went. Kings Island's near my house, and that's pretty cool. Uh, we have a Six Flags here in Louisville nice. that I went to a couple times. It's pretty neat. Okay. Uh, 25 dubbed the Ron Bennington okay. after famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring, and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring to fight you. Mm. How many of those nine-year-olds can you beat in a fight? How many are there? That's the question. Okay. How many can you beat where, like, you know, I can beat X number where X plus one would probably beat me? Okay. Um, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, <laughs> but I could beat the shit out of it at least 
a hundred nine-year-olds back to back. A hundred nine-year-olds. You got to think a, a nine-year-old is like four feet tall, and I'm like if that five ten. Like I can get my foot up to the face of a nine-year-old. I would just let them run in a line, and I would kick them all in the face. <laughs> It would just be such a combo. What a satisfying combo to see. Yeah, in like one foot, hundred faces. Adrenaline would shoot in at some point because there's some implied amount of danger to these nine year olds wanting to beat me up. So I'd have extra energy. I could probably take down at least three digits. Wow! Wow! And I would. (laughs) Don't don't test him. He'll do it, man. If the nine year olds out there want to go, like come around and find out. If that nine-year-old is on a horse, that's, I will. That's... I'll beat the shit out of the horse and the nine-year-old. <laughs> that's on God and my mom. That's a quick two for one right there. Yeah. Two for one special. <laughs> uh, question twenty-six: What is a game you know you can win? Tony Hawk's Underground against anyone. Underground specifically. Yeah, yeah, the best one. Um, no one comes into my house and leaves winning. And Tony Hawk's Underground against me. I've taken on many a pompous individual who uh, thinks they can take me on. But if you're stepping into my house and we're we're pulling out the wired DualShock 2s, you will get beat in front of your friends and you will be embarrassed. Wow. Other than that, probably now, not much. Now, do you have a custom character that you use on it or do you just... Yeah. Do you just go with, like, Bucky Lassick or something? No, I use my custom character. Okay. They're free to use whoever they want, max the stats out. I will still beat them. I'll make a new character, still beat them. Bold. Bold takes here today. I'm not afraid. (laughs) Of anyone. Nine-year-old on a horse tries to play Tony Hawk's Underground against me? (laughs) Hell hath no fury. (laughs) We're learning a lot here today. I love it. Uh, 27, what topic can you discuss the most? <laughs> Probably by function of my job, game development, but not well. Like, if I was pressed on any <laughs> of it, they're like, oh, describe how a game engine works. I wouldn't be able to, which I shouldn't say out loud, <laughs> given what I do for a living. But, like, the stories, of, I, I, I don't know, game development in some capacity, probably. Okay. That makes sense, though. Uh, 28. Favorite place you've visited? Hmm. I really like New York, but I have only spent all of, like, 30 hours in New York. I went there on a work trip. It was very brief, Mm. but I really enjoyed it. I love San Francisco and have for many years. Um, And I'm lucky that my job necessitates I go out there frequently. Um, so probably that place, because I have a lot of friends there that I love seeing. Um, so probably San Francisco. But I haven't been in going on two years, because uh, I don't... Because San Francisco, if anyone knows me, knows I'm a sober individual these days. And my last trip to San Francisco is why I'm sober. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, not my okay. last. Actually, I went there briefly, like a layover, and I stopped in the city to see some people. But the, my last extended time there, I was like, mm, I think it's about time I hang up the hang up the jersey here. <laughs> <laughs> Retire it. Yeah, so wall. I haven't been back since, but it's still my favorite place, for sure. Nice, nice. Uh, question 29. What's your catchphrase? Oh, God. Um, 
probably never stopped sniping, but like I don't know where it came from. And we've we've tried to track down the etymology of it, and we can't figure out we being like game query because that's where it comes from. Yeah. Um, we I, we've tried to figure out when was the first time we said never stop sniping, and we don't know, but probably that because it's the thing somehow like game query is not that much widely of a listen to show but like it sometimes surprises me the people i encounter like in my professional life yeah. which game query i try to hide from sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that will be like we'll like bring up the term sniping which we didn't even come up with but it's like somehow synonymous with me or with the show and they'll bring it up like in the context of me or game query and it's always like whoa how that's so weird that you please don't listen to that sometimes you pay me to work <laughs> don't listen to <laughs> these things i said but probably never stop sniping um yeah it's got to be it that checks out uh 30 what's the best costume or cosplay that you've ever worn i could not tell you the last time i even wore a costume but my whole life because of my red hair People are always like, oh, you look like Ron Weasley, which is like, I don't. I'm way better looking than Rupert Grint, first off. But Take that Grint. <laughs> yeah. I remember in, like, first or second grade for Halloween, I went to school as Harry Potter, and everyone was like, oh, you're Ron. So I guess that's the best one I ever did, <laughs> even though it was unintentional. It's friggin'. Friggin' kids. Now I'm starting to understand why you'd beat up the nine-year-olds. Yeah. It's coming into focus a little bit. Yeah. Um, 31, have you ever had anything named after you? Um, <laughs> colloquially at the coffee shop I used to work at mm -hmm. for years, man. I worked there even when I, st I worked there for years, even as a game journalist, I would keep a weekend job there. Um, it's not on the menu or anything, but an iced Americano will be called the Blake Look because it's this. what I'd always drink. Yeah. So probably that, but it's not like officially named, but the, like some people there talking to each other and especially talking to me will be like, Oh, I'm going to get the Blake or do you want the Blake? So probably that. <laughs> that counts. That a hundred percent counts. Uh, 32, the hobby you've dedicated the most time to. Oh, it's gotta be writing because writing. I parlayed it into a career. It's true. In air quotes, a career. <laughs> but it's got to be that because, like, I have been writing in some capacity as long as I remember. Like, I mean, not as long as I remember because I guess I remember learning to read. But, like, as long as I've been able to read and write, I've written in some capacity. Like, like... I used to, like, write my own, like, comics as a kid because my dad was a comic artist in the 90s, so I'd want to imitate that. Or, like, wanting to be a musician, you'd write dumb lyrics. Like, as a fucking eight-year-old, you'd be like, ooh, I love you, girl, or whatever. It's like, <laughs> hey, yeah, what the fuck am I writing? I still have a bunch of them. They're horrendous. Um, oh, if that doesn't come out during a GQ uh, charity stream. <laughs> I'd have to dig it up. But they're, they're, I mean, they're at the house I'm sitting in, so they're near me. I just don't know exactly where. Um, and then, like... I got into games writing as a hobby when one of my bands broke up. So it's like, wow. so it's got to be that. Because, like, aside from any memories I have from pre-kindergarten of not knowing how to read or write, like, I remember always writing in some form or fashion. 
probably write less now, ironically enough. What I'll do actually... I'll do anything to get out of writing most days. Find it's, any excuse. It's that classic, like, you know, you work at the ice cream shop yeah. and you can't even look at a cone anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 33. Who's a celebrity that you've had a crush on? Celebrity I've had a crush on? Um, I feel like I don't know many celebrities. I'm always surprised at who's famous that I've never heard of before. Um, I do love looking through like Google News headlines, and it's like, oh my god, uh, you know, J- John, uh, yeah. John Newcastle is married, and I'm like, who in God's name yeah. is John Newcastle? I've never even <laughs> probably Chloe Savini, which is probably an out of left field answer, but I love her, man. She is like such an awesome actress. I first saw her in Gummo. By Harmony Korean. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah, she I, plays I was one say, of. I the... recognize the name, but yes, yeah, yes. She plays one of the blonde twins in that movie, and okay. she just turns in such a sublime performance. And then she is, and the name's escaping me, but she's in Kids as well, which was written by Kareen. And she was in um, what? Uh, she was in a show I watched recently about the um, the cancer patient who killed her mother. Um. You know what I'm talking about? I can't. Maybe it's no. called my. Do- it's 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 based on a true story. It was a girl who, her mom told her she had cancer and all these ailments, and she didn't, and she ended up killing her mother. And Hulu was like, "Oh, time to make a show about that <laughs> trauma. Let's dramatize this." Anyway, Chloe Savini's in that too, and she plays the um the neighbor and like i really liked her performance and she recently had a kid and it was the only time in my entire life i was like stoked to be like a celebrity had a kid i was like reading the cut article with her (laughs) or it was either the cut or the new york magazine one like about her pregnancy and how she was handling quarantine and like i was like looking at the pictures and be like oh she's so rad um so her because she's so cool and she also just like she like it's still really chill with, like, the New York skateboarding scene while also being this, like, really powerful name in fashion. And it's, like, she's such an interesting wow. person. Um, it's, like, you don't see many people who are, like, that high up there with, like, fashion but also chill with, like, the fucking awesome skate team. Uh, yeah. Fucking awesome being, like, a skate brand. It's, like, super weird and, like, I don't know. I love her. She's awesome. That's great choice. Great, great choice. Uh, 30... Four, what's the strangest job you've ever had? Oh, man. Uh, my first job out of high school was really weird looking back on it and really cool in a way that, like, if I wasn't an idiot teenager, I would have recognized I had the best job in the world instead of getting fired from it. Um, <laughs> and I just worked at an art gallery as, like, uh, whatever they needed type dude. Like, it started as, like... My my first job there it was supposed to be temporary. It was for these artists from Seattle who were quite literally building trash bowls. I don't know how else to explain them, but like, it was in this like downtown building. So one was like fifteen feet tall, and it was just entirely trash. It's the most. I, oh. imag- whatever you're imagining right now is probably it. Just imagine <laughs> a sphere of trash, and that's yeah. what it is. So my first job was like, yo, drive around, smoke cigarettes because I was a shitty little kid. And dumpster dive. And 
bring trash back. That was so cool. Wow. Like that's the coolest job, dude. I just and drive collect around. a paycheck for it. Yeah, that's and amazing. dude, it paid well too. Like paid better than minimum wage, which I worked for for years after that as like a real <laughs> adult. And like I, I, I still make technically minimum wage if you break down what freelancers are in uh, yeah. or what we're paid. Uh, but that job was so rad, and I would just dumpster dive. And then after that, they were like, we're going to keep you on. Just show up four days a week and sit at this desk and do whatever you want. Because it's like when the gallery was open, you just have to sit there. And they're like, yeah. we're not going to trust you with paperwork or anything. So just sit at the desk, and if anyone comes in and they ask to be showed around, show them around. The thing was like three rooms, so it was really easy. You just remember the bullet like, oh, this is from SBC, a collective out of Seattle. They wanted to interpret our waste as a species. It was the easiest job in the world. And on top of that, they would, <laughs> they let me throw shows in the basement of this oh. building. Like, they gave me the entire, because the basement was co-owned by all the, like, people that leased it. Yeah. They were like, but they had the biggest section of the basement. And they gave me, like, a 200-cap room. That me and my friend Johnny that I made cry with the Xbox, because uh, we were in a Jack. band together, they let us throw shows in that basement. Dude, we filled that room with like 200 kids one night when Artifacts Pareo played, which is a band from here, um, and my band played it. We had like Enough, which was a hardcore band. I don't remember where from. They played it. We had rap shows down there. Like, it was crazy. I was underage, and we were stealing all their liquor and shit. <laughs> like, it was the sickest job, dude. I and want they that would, job today. Like. They would have kept me on forever, but I was a shitty kid and didn't mm. realize how sick it was. So I was like, this fucking sucks, man. I don't want to go to work. And they fucking fired me. But then they were still so cool. They let me continue throwing shows in the basement, even though I didn't have a job there anymore. So for a while, I just had this key to this downtown building <laughs> in downtown Louisville. I could just take my friends there because I knew the alarm code. We steal a bunch of fucking liquor and shit. And every now and then we throw a hardcore show or a metal core show or whatever in the basement the sickest fucking job ever i wish i still had that job that place doesn't exist anymore it's a high school now <laughs> but, well yeah because uh, it, it was a magical place it had to disappear and yeah dude heaven it's itself like, like. <laughs> when johnny and me talk about that these days or like our friends and shit it felt it feels like a fever dream to explain that the this child this 18 year old who two months before had just graduated high school was just trusted with the building <laughs> it's the most insane shit if if anyone listening is from louisville or visits louisville i'll tell you it's a building on broadway that's next door to the mcdonald's i'm not gonna say exactly which one but if anyone knows that building it was a wild time people are feverishly google mapping right it now. wasn't the it wasn't the college that's down there but it was on the other side of the mcdonald's from the college <laughs> crazy as shit wow I like the the transition over here. Thirty five book you'd recommend the world to read. <laughs> oh, um, book I'd recommend the world to read. I'm looking at my books right now, realizing how many I haven't finished. Most of them, if not all of them. You know what? Um, I'm really into. Maybe this is evident from my answer about Leo. Like, I'm really into taking a convention and twisting it on its head. Um, and I feel like I haven't read a lot of books that did that or that do that. Hmm. And two that stand out are two weird ones to be so experimental. And they're the beastie boys book and Marilyn Manson's autobiography. 
Um, oh. And actually, while I'm at it, Laura Jane Grace's biography. Um, all three of those books play with structure in really interesting ways. Like, I'll give two quick examples. Like, Beastie yeah. Boys, like, you'll just be reading their book and getting the story of the Beastie Boys, and then there'll be a photo essay in it that'll, like, let you get to see the story instead of read just the text, or, like, yeah. there'll be an oral history format halfway through it. <laughs> um, and it's super, super interesting, and, like... And and then there's, like, annotations in it where, like, you know, one of the Beastie Boys will be writing something, and then the other one will have an annotation and be like, I don't fucking remember this at all. What's this dude talking about? And the same with the Marilyn Manson book. Like, you're reading that, and Marilyn Manson has this, like, chapter or section where he writes about, like, he wanted to write for this, like, horror magazine or something. Like, mm. submit short stories or something. And instead of just write about that, he includes the actual letters he sent to the magazine oh, sick. with his short stories. And it's like such an interesting way to tell stories. And um, Laura Jane Grace's book has a bunch of her like childhood journal entries that like expand on what she's writing about. Like, so those three. So read those three books. Wow. <laughs> Love it. I had no idea the Beastie Boys were so. Uh... The Beastie Boys book he... is incredible. It's like amazing. It's a tome. Like can't recommend it enough. It's an incredible piece of work. Thirty six. What is a movie that always makes you laugh? Always makes me laugh. I don't watch a lot of comedies. It doesn't <laughs> mesh well with my personality. I'm kind of a sour dude. So I I'm looking at my movies. <laughs> um <laughs> Probably, probably Fast Times at Ridgemont High, man. That mm. movie, dude, like, and I can recognize it's pretty problematic. It did not age gracefully. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. dude, the, the fucking line when Spicoli orders a pizza to Mr. Hand's class, and Mr. Hand's like, Spicoli, what are you doing? And he's like, Learning about Columbus and eating some pizza, Mr. Ham. What are you doing? <laughs> that shit fucking kills me every time. And when Spicoli explains, like, I think the, the, the British leaving Britain to, like, colonize America. When he's explaining that with Spicoliisms, <laughs> But, like, nailing it and being, like, accurate to history. Yeah. Um, that shit is so funny. I love that movie to death. I haven't watched it in years. I don't know if I would enjoy it that much <laughs> these days, but... God, probably that one. Oh, that's a great one. It is crazy that, um, uh, oh my gosh, Penn. Why am I blanking Sean on his Penn. name? Sean Penn. Thank you. Jeez. Uh, it, it is crazy to think that, like, the basically the first movie he did was, like, a home run, out of the park, perfect comedy. Yeah. And then every movie he did since is 100% drama, and he never did a comedy ever again. Yeah. Life. Also, yeah. He's amazing in that. Like, I wish he did more roles like that. Um. Also, yeah. him with the bagel in his pants is iconic. So funny. <laughs> Love that movie. Might watch it tonight. That's a good one. Uh, 37. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh, my God, dude. Game Quarry does this series where we watch video game movies. <laughs> yep. And it is... It is legitimately... Tests my love for Game Quarry sometimes. Like... I am very passionate about Game Query, but doing this fucking GQ review, man, some of the shit I'm forced to endure. 
So <laughs> one of the worst movies we've watched a bunch of the Uwe Bowl ones. They're bad. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't like giving Uwe Bowl any real estate in my brain. One of the movie worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life is the second Resident Evil movie. Um, I don't remember the like. The, the yeah, they all just have like Armageddon or Apocalypse. Yeah, the, yeah, or, yeah. It's, I, I don't know which is the second one. They're really hard to keep track of. I think it's Apocalypse, but I could be wrong. Um, and if you listen to that series, AJ and me were really hot on the Resident Evil movies. I really love one. I really, really love three. Two is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. Like, in an insulting way. Like, it is offensively bad in a way that like i'm surprised it was released in theaters (laughs) i'm surprised there were more resident evil movies after that that is one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my entire life wow and i I have seen anything other than the first one so i gotta oh dude you can skip two because they (laughs) they retcon it entirely by three um other than like a few characters but the characters are not important in that entire series outside of alice um just watch one three four five and six uh two is unwatchably bad wow Uh, i'm so tempted though now that i know it's so bad i if you can get it for free then sure but uh, (laughs) do not spend money on that train wreck that's fair that's fair uh 38 who's your favorite actor uh, probably, man, I really love Justin Pierce, Gone Too Soon. He was, um, mm. he was in Malcolm in the Middle. He was also in, um, Kids. He plays the very infamous Casper in Kids, um, who, if you've seen that movie, you know what Casper does, and it's really awful, but, like, he was just such a marvelous actor but he was like he's like one of those like edward furlong or whatever like such a talent but just troubled by life circumstances unfortunately he ended up committing suicide um long time ago like his career was very cut short but like that dude like is a freak of nature when it comes to just like i in there you watch him and you're like this dude was not classically trained he just showed up <laughs> harmony kareen and larry uh larry clark probably picked him off the streets of new york and was put a camera in front of him and like he is he's so compelling and casper's character is so vile and so repugnant but like you're still just like enamored with this dude in kids specifically which is my favorite movie unfortunately <laughs> because wow. that movie's about terrible people uh, so probably <laughs> him also shia labeouf the boring answer he's the greatest actor of our generation real strong uh 39 how cool was it in jurassic park when the raptors are running through the kitchen very cool really cool not the coolest part though the coolest parts were the dinosaurs and the like fucking atrium or whatever and the king of the beast sash falls around him or whatever oh, oh. Yep. when he does the big growl at the end oh, and... so good it's so velociraptors are tight it pisses me off when people say dinosaurs have feathers like i'm a man of science but <laughs> i refuse to believe that yeah no. like that's it's like true. one thing it, me and like fucking rednecks where i live have in common we're like no they were lizards they're not birds <laughs> Everything else, I'm like, I don't uh, get down with your ideologies, but if I meet, like, so, uh, anyone I meet that's, like, wrong about dinosaurs, and they're like, ah, oh, they were scaly. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> every time I imagined, I could beat up every dinosaur with a feather, because they're all fucking cowards. 
I beat up all the scientists who've been lying to us for fake for years. That's fake news. <laughs> I hate that shit. Just let us have our lizard boys. Exactly. Uh, first show as a kid that you got really into. Simpsons, for sure. I assume you mean TV show. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Simpsons, still to this day, like, again, not something that has always aged very well. Um, yeah. And has done really poor jobs at adapting with the times and not doubling down on their shittiness. But, like, the Simpsons has i don't think i've ever sat down and really thought about the profound impact the simpsons had on me as a person and a writer and just understanding like not that i think i'm smart by any means but like but like appreciating more intelligent humor or intelligent writing like that shit changed my life as a kid and i was lucky as a child that my parents like encouraged me to watch it and like I can see the Simps- a Simpsons board game behind you right now. <laughs> yes, yep. I um, absolutely love it yeah. so much. Season two through ten is like if there was ever a perfect show. I'm it. a madman and will tell people to watch seasons one through eighteen. Eighteen? Yeah. Even I think I tapped out at it like thirteen. Oh man, I there are gems as late as eighteen. Twenty is where it lost me I, I do occasionally check in on it whenever they put a new episode on hulu i'll watch a couple of them and yeah. like every now and then there will be an episode like that's cute enough but i don't keep up with it now but definitely my favorite show for like my entire life has been the simpsons that's a tough one to argue i used to know who wrote it and it's again escaping my brain right now but it's kind of a famous article online it's called zombie simpsons if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's basically like a six or seven part article, and it's called Zombie Simpsons because his whole thesis about it is that, like, The Simpsons as it's going today, it looks like The Simpsons, it sounds like The Simpsons. Oh, is it but Super it, Eyepatch Wolf? He does an excellent video oh, okay. document, kind of similar vein, but yeah. it's a little bit different. Okay, um, okay. It's like the written out version of that, more or gotcha. less. And, uh, yeah, it's like, you know... What The Simpsons is today is a bunch of writers that grew up watching The Simpsons trying to parody what yeah. they think a Simpsons episode should be instead of writing just a good comedy. Yeah. And it's but, like, it's it's super fascinating to, like, sit down in their shoes and be like, oh, yeah, you're, like, handed the keys to the kingdom and being like, yeah. all right, put on the best show ever. And it's like, <laughs> well, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's it's a, worth a read. Highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. Um, da, 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 41. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Oh, man. Fucking probably Rupert Grint. <laughs> Dang it, Grint. Like, uh, I can't say anything else. He's the only famous redhead, dude. It's that or uh, friggin' Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh, d- oh, God, no. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I'll take Rupert Grint over <laughs> Ed Sheeran. God almighty. Probably Rupert Grint. Grint is looking all the better now. Uh... <laughs> Uh, who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? <laughs> Jeff Keeley, probably. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, I, mean... I just spent six months interviewing him for a Polygon article, and, like, maybe him? Because I, I don't think I've really met celebrities, um, but he is celebrity adjacent. He's at least a host of many celebrities. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so probably him. I mean, and I like Jeff a lot. Like, um... I, I, 
interviewed him for like six months and four months were over the phone and two were actually in LA in person for the game awards. And that dude is just like, there's definitely like interviewing someone in person and over the phone is worlds apart. Like they're completely different experiences. Um, and like meeting him in person and talking to him, like he is such a genuine dude. And I understand the criticisms of him and his, the way he, often turns a blind eye to the bad things that happen in the game industry to like subject us to all this like gross advertisement. Like I understand that. And I think that's valid, but I also think he is a rare, maybe not rare, but like a true example of a dude that is just like so passionate in a way that's like really infectious. And maybe I should be more critical of him. And I understand the criticisms of me of not being more critical of him when I've written about him in the past, but like he is a dude I genuinely enjoyed my time with. Um, And it's cool to meet someone that is that well-known. Like he is the face of video games or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Yeah. For for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And understand like he's just, stoked on it like he has like almost an awkward childish glee about video games <laughs> in ways that are like really bizarre um so probably him and i was like really happy to get to meet him and like pick his brain for a while nice uh 43 a tv show or a podcast that you love but you don't think anyone knows about game queer no, um, <laughs> Game Query is a great one. Despite their host's popularity, the comedy button, I feel like hmm. people, and it's, it's like Game Query where it's got a barrier to entry. Like it's, it can be a weird listen. Um, it's definitely an acquired taste, but it's Brian Altano, Max Scoville, who work at IGN. Ryan Scott, who was at, like, 1UP and CGW, and I think maybe IGN for a bit, and Scott Bromley, who was at IGN, who's a Star Wars now, and Anthony Gallegos used to be on it. And it's almost like the game press after dark. It's like, you'll listen and be like, oh, that's weird that um, Adam Sessler is on this podcast saying the most outlandish shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's like, a really... it's really hard to it's been going on for like 10 years and if you go back and listen to the the old shows there are stuff in there that are reprehensible that they say like a lot of ableist language or throwing around slurs and like that sucks and i will not stand up for that and if that's what that show still was i would not listen to it but as a years-long fan you kind of watch them grow up on this show in really interesting ways and get married and become fathers and also like speak critically of themselves and be like, this is how we used to act. It's all on the internet. We haven't taken it down. We're not those people anymore. And it's like really wholesome in that way. And I don't think many people listen to it anymore as it got tamer these days. Um, But it's, been with me for years and helped me through a lot of rough times and no one i know listens to it but me and i'm like a patron of it uh, i was gonna say I, what's the name of it i've never the even... comedy button it's been around comedy for button. if not over just about 10 years uh wow. they still put out weekly episodes it's one of the only things i've ever backed as a like as like a uh, crowdfunding initiative the second yeah. one was only min max um, and those are like my friends. 
<laughs> so like yeah, I just like I wish more people listened to it, but I understand why more people don't listen to it. But you can also get some interesting looks behind the curtain. Um, I recommend everyone find and listen to any of the episodes Dan Riker did because they are all golden. Wow, that yeah. is fascinating. Yeah, I love when I find show. these little pockets that like I've just never discovered before. I've never heard of. I will say, if you like Game Query, I think you will really like the comedy button. Like. Mm. That that I think it was a big influence on Game Query, at least for me specifically, like how I wanted to approach a comedy show. Interesting. All right, question forty-four: favorite comedian. I don't know if I have one. Um, f- I I don't think I have one, but for lack of a better answer. <clears throat> I've been enjoying the Patriot Act on Netflix recently. Oh yes, and, that's a great show. Yeah, I, the host's name escapes me, which is terrible that I can't remember. Um, but I've been really enjoying that show. It has a really, it has like almost a, a Vox dot com, like the news explained to it, where it like distills complex ideas to like really digestible like little digestible bites and is also really, really funny though. I think they make fun of addicts too much on the show, but that's neither here nor there, <laughs> um, but I've really been enjoying that show. The video game episode especially is great. Nice. Uh, 45 best Saturday night live cast member. I've not watched much Saturday night live despite having read the book live from New York. <laughs> oh, well that's, that book is just classic. Like... It's so good. It's so good. The expanded version, not as good. Um, it gets oh, boring. I only read the expanded version. Oh, oh no. I, I, I couldn't finish it. I, I tell people read like the first three to 400 pages and then just don't read the rest. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's less interesting. Like, exactly. You know, the bright eyed, bushy eyed, exactly. whatever the phrase is, kids who just walked in and it's like, you don't know what their story ends up being. So it's yeah. just, it's innately less interesting, but. 100%. Um, Chevy Chase is like a f- prick, but. <laughs> I think one of the funniest jokes of in TV history is I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. So I'm just going to say that because I couldn't, I don't think I can name another SNL skit. Oh no. Take it back. Edit that out, please. You don't have to. kidding. (laughs) Uh, Wayne's world. Fucking Wayne's Uh, world. Any of them. It doesn't matter. I love Wayne's world. I like it. I like it. Uh, uh, I don't know. What you, as soon as you said Chevy Chase, it reminds me Pete Holmes, who's a comedian and actor. Mm-hmm. He used to have a talk show, and uh, he was doing this um, talk with somebody, and he ended up creating a slang uh, for a Chevy Chase, and it's just a <laughs> slang for a huge dick because everyone thinks Chevy <laughs> Chase is a huge dick. So, like God. in like Tinder bios, you're like, "Oh, I got that Chevy Chase." <laughs> Chevy Chase seems terrible, but the line "I'm Chevy Chase and you're not" is hysterical. Like that is the funniest shit. Uh, 46, what's the nerdiest thing you've done? I mean, I write about video games for a living. It's hard to top that. That's up there. Um, nerdiest thing I've done. Probably, man, have a giant Simpsons collection that's lo- hidden in a closet in my house. Like, displayed. 
in this closet. Like it's a it's a it's not a huge closet, but it's like a walk-in closet to the in the idea that it, you can take two steps in it. <laughs> <laughs> and all the like it it's we don't there's no clothes in it. There's nothing but Simpson shit. Uh, and I never talked about this publicly. Wow. <laughs> um, so more than just like the DVDs, like collectibles yeah, and merch yeah, and all like that. Yeah, like the fucking like um World of Simpsons action figures that they put out for like 10 years. I think there's 13 lines of them. Yeah. All of these little trinkets and dude, I don't collect much anymore. It's like once or twice a year I'll buy a Simpsons thing and it's usually just like a $5 tchotchke I find. But like that it's still up there and like whenever and I've had it forever and I <laughs> it's, it's terrible. This says a lot about me, I think. Um uh, and not in a great way. <laughs> it's always <laughs> a huge moment when I'm dating a girl and I tell her about the Simpsons room. It's always a that's how I know like that the girl I'm with I trust because I'm like I gotta let you in <laughs> as you're holding the knob you're like yeah. I gotta <laughs> I gotta and it's not in my the closet in my room now but where I used to live it was literally the closet in my room and I it would never be discovered which I guess makes sense it's like why are you gonna go rooting through my closet yeah. But, like, it was always a thing I had the autonomy of telling that, like, the girl <laughs> I was dating about. And even, like, my friends now, like, there are very few people in my life who know about it. Except now I've just said it publicly. So <laughs> if, you tw- if anyone tweets at me because of this, I'll send them pictures of the Simpsons room. <laughs> Come on, listeners. You know what to do. Uh, uh, 47. Least favorite state. Oh, uh, fucking Ohio, man. Or, no, Indiana, actually. Indiana, I'm from Kentucky, and I live 20 minutes from Indiana, because Louisville's right on the border. Man, Kentucky, Kentucky has its problems, Louisville has its problems, as anyone reading the news is probably aware right now. Um, but, you know, we got, it's, it's at least a, a city with a lot of heart. And then you go right over the Ohio River, and it's like all the color from the fucking planet is drained away. That place sucks. I hate Indiana, <laughs> dude. There's nowhere in Indiana I enjoy. I've been to wow. Indianapolis. I've been to, like, Noblesville. I've been to all whatever their dumbass towns are named. <laughs> I hate that place, dude. I hate Indiana. The only time – if you live in Louisville, the only time you go to Indiana is because you made a wrong turn on our expressway, and it forces you to go to Indiana. <laughs> hate that shit, dude. Ugh. I love it. See, these are the snipes I'm looking for. <laughs> I can uh, beat up Indiana. <laughs> I, I think I've almost gotten my ass beat way too many times in Indiana. <laughs> uh, 48. What's the best thing you've ever won? I don't know if I've ever won anything. I Man. nothing. Literally nothing comes to mind. Wow. Okay. That's fair. Oh, I, I thought of one thing. Oh, oh. My dad took me to see the Misfits when I was in eighth grade, and they had a pumpkin throwing contest outside the venue, I guess, because Misfits, like, it was hosted by the local uh, w- WLRS 105.1, the Walrus in Louisville, Kentucky, rest in power. Um, and my dad, so my dad did it, so I didn't even win it. He fucking chugged the pumpkin into the basket or whatever and i want to search tanky and cd that's the only thing i can think of winning it's pretty sick just go to a misfits concert at that yeah. age is pretty sick in and of itself as a rad cd dude it was his, it was his first self-titled one after system broke up so good yeah oh, wow 
49. Is there anything? Well, we might have gotten an answer. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? Simpsons. Yes. Yeah, There's like a few other little things. Like I have a coin collection somewhere. Oh, but okay. anything I collect is rarely something I actively collect. It's just something I accumulate. I'd say the closest recently have I've tried to buy all of Junji Ito, who's a manga author, uh, a horror manga author, all of his work that has oh. come stateside. Um, and there's like a few I'm missing that I'm just not willing to pay the money for. But for the most part, I've been able to get a pretty complete collection as well as some of the like stuff that hasn't come stateside um that they put out over in japan when i was over there i picked that up so that's like the most recent thing i've collected and that's like all of like eight or nine books okay nice uh question 50 dubbed the ryan davis oh rest in power Ex yes you're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size okay you're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six inch non-serrated knife Knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose? Uh, baseball bat. Because despite the fact I could beat up a horse and most nine-year-olds, <laughs> I could not beat up most anything else. It's actually, coincidentally, those are the only two things I could beat up in my life. So most other people would have no problem taking me on. So i got to go with the baseball bat just so I have some extra reach to quickly bat them and then run away crying. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to get in close, I'd be done for, for sure. Okay, so you're keeping it at range until you can uh, prompt an escape, basically. Yeah. when it comes to fight or flight, I'm definitely flight, except for any horse or any nine-year-old. All right, ladies and germs, we've got plenty more questions, so hold your horses here. But first, got to pay some bills. we got to shout out people who supply the music for this podcast. The song you're hearing right now. In fact, it's from the Mini Vandals. The song you're about to hear is from DJ Williams. The opening song is from Diala. And the closing is from Single Friend. If you like any of what you hear, give them some clicks. It's all royalty-free, so they would really appreciate it. And if you appreciate ya boy, give me some feedback. Give me some questions. Anything you want at 99, that's the number, 99, questions pod at gmail.com or on Twitter. But uh, let's get back into the show. on a lot of things yes <laughs> between... only some of them pay me but yes <laughs> <laughs> so between the game query main podcast yeah the something rotten game query spinoff a deep dive <laughs> on max Payne for now and kane and lynch hopefully within the next couple months yes with, with a previous guest of the show mr jacob geller my son uh, <laughs> um Video game freelance writing, doing some yeah. incredibly in-depth things Thank recently. You. Like, sure. I read that entire Connect article <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, dear God, this is like, I don't know, a year's worth of research like, just uh, involved in this? It started in 2018, 
and I think came out in December 2019, maybe January 2020. So yeah, about a year and a couple months. Not active. It's not like I'd worked on it every day by any means, but like in the works for over a year. Yeah. If people haven't read it, I believe it's on Polygon, Mm -hmm. right? It was, uh, yeah, if you go to their cover stories, it was a couple cover stories ago. Yeah. Really, really uh, well done. And uh, I know you mentioned that you at least planning on launching another podcast. Yeah. Uh, doing kind of interviews with game industry people. Yeah, I've I've launched that. The first episode's up. Uh, oh, it is out. Oh, yeah. God, I'm, I'm it's called behind. <laughs> It's called How I Made That and it's on Apple and Spotify. Um Apple Podcast and Spotify. Um and it's just like it it's it's not a unique podcast angle especially for video games, but it's just interviews about how a person worked on or created a thing in and around the game industry um and the first episode is coincidentally enough with matt leone from polygon about how he spent three years of his entire life working on one oral history about final fantasy 7 um and ends up you know getting into the weeds of like digital media and polygon but also how he got his start writing about video games from filling out birthday cards to people <laughs> and um the ups and downs of oneup.com which if you're a video game press nerd uh, then i think that part is especially interesting that is really great and uh yeah i just wanted to take this little time to say uh i love the work you're doing Thank and you. you you've got your hands in so many pies yeah, that's the phrase. Uh, <laughs> is there any? Is there any one thing that you're like the most proud of? Something that you either published or made or posted or anything oh. that you're just like, this is this is my baby. This is the thing yeah. that like is my thing. I think the thing that it's not the most indicative of my work, perhaps, but it's the most indicative of the things I'm passionate about in my work is me and one of my best friends, Levi Ryman many years ago at this point, I think 2017, spent six weeks in my old Ford Escape traveling the entire continental United States, visiting indie developers to learn how where you live affects what you make. Um, And we interviewed people like Brandon Goines, who at the time had never released a game before. He was making his first game and we discovered him. Not we discovered him, like we found (laughs) him and like interviewed him all the way up to people like Genova Chin, who, you know, runs that game company, which developed Journey. Um, And, you know, we went from we went from like L.A. and San Francisco and Portland and Brooklyn and all these places you expect all the way to Spur, Texas, which is a town no one's heard of because it's a town literally dying. Like (laughs) the houses in that town are literally falling. It's insane and there's just one game developer there connor mccann who made black gold which is an amazing amazing browser game um so that is probably the most indicative it's i i've done a bunch of travel stories since none of that scale um but like i'm still the most proud of it because it's the most indicative of what like i'm super interested in which is like how your literal geographical location affects you as a human being and especially affects the things you make slash my like sub interest, which is finding video games in weird places. Um, and we found them in some very bizarre places, uh, but that article's old now. Um, uh, it's like three years old, I think. So I haven't been able to top it yet, but <laughs> what that's, is it, pro- what is it out on? If you don't, oh, it's like, what, what Polygon. Um, it is Polygon. Uh, okay. the majority of my like, 
work outside of like game query, I guess, uh, is on Polygon. Like a, a bunch of the stuff I'd say I'm quote unquote known for is all on Polygon. Um, it's called A Month on the Road, My Indie Developer Road Trip. Um, wow. It's very influenced by uh, Anthony Bourdain, who's my favorite writer. Um, and people like to call it Gonzo, but it's not because I hate Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> so I just want to be very clear. It's Anthony Bourdain ripoff, not a Hunter S. Thompson ripoff. Gotcha. It's a good one to rip off, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I rest in power. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, seriously. Uh, all right. But we have questions to conquer. Okay. 51. What is your phone wallpaper right now? <laughs> one second. Oh, for he's uh, he, he put the headphones down. He's leaving. He's getting his phone. This is all happening live. Oh, coming back. Checking. It is the newest G game query logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Brent Mills, vocalist of Greyhaven, owner of Wireglass studios did for us it's just the g and the q and the uh death to false podcasts font so that's it nice uh 52 what's the last thing you googled uh ff7 slums remake in that order because i wanted to send a picture to my friend michael larry uh shout out to him uh, of the awesome skybox with the Midgar plate above it. Oh, yeah. I think that's one of the coolest scenes in video game history is that, specifically in that remake, uh, a game I don't really enjoy, but I'm constantly <laughs> impressed with the sense of place and sense of scale. Yeah. That game did a lot right and a lot wrong all at the same time. It's yeah. uh, very interesting. Uh, 53, you have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Oh man! Um, without seeing them, probably probably something dumb. Like <laughs> I think I name everything something stupid, like Rascal. Um, so probably just like Turd. <laughs> I would love to have a little dog named Turd. That'd be so funny. Come here, Turd. Probably that. I love it. Uh, 54, what professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? Um, <laughs> we get uh, deep on this show. This is... Who's the coolest, nicest, most handsome wrestler? Tough not to say The Rock. Uh... Can I be John Cena? He seems to be like a stand-up dude, right? Yeah, he's he's extremely charitable and, uh... I'm gonna... Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say John Cena, because I'm just awesome. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't see me, listener. <laughs> this is true. It's an yeah. audio-only podcast. That's right. Uh, 55, what's your comfort food on a bad day? Oh, every day is a bad day, so what do I eat every day? <laughs> um, man, I love graham crackers so much. That I fucking love graham crackers. I... Graham crackers straight up or like with a little butter on it? Well, or Dipped in milk. The no. the chocolate graham crackers, usually from Kroger, uh, which mm. I think is a Midwest slash South grocery store chain, um, dipped in milk till they're so soggy and almost bland because you've taken all the sugar off of them. <laughs> and then they're just like wet, gross cardboard in your mouth. That's how I eat them every day. 
But then you get that sip of milk with That's the sugar right. floating on the Exactly. Top. You know you got my fucking number, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I eat graham crackers multiple times a week and it's not like two graham crackers like i just pull a sleeve out and i'm like all right i'm eating the whole sleeve and i do wow i love it uh 56 what's your favorite smell favorite smell ah because i'm a recovering alcoholic probably beer (laughs) Mm. that's a very bleak answer (laughs) um i don't know i'm not like I feel like I don't think a lot about certain smells. Uh, fuck, man. I don't have an answer for it. I'm sorry. I got to pass. We could stick with uh, with beer. Or it's pass. probably <laughs> beer, honestly. Uh, hey, I get it. Uh, 57, best candy. Best candy has got to be... Man, the Butterfinger. It's so good. Mm. And I haven't had a Butterfinger in quite a while at this point, so I think they've changed the recipe or some shit. I uh, think it's crispier <clears throat> than before. It's almost too t- tough. Okay, so I don't. I, I definitely I, don't want that because I want the flakiness. You know, I yeah. want it to break away easily. Uh, probably the Butterfinger. It's bar none. That's a good one. Bart none. Bart none. That's right. Little... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 58, worst candy. Worst candy, probably fucking, like, um, anything peppermint? I don't really like peppermint. I don't like licorice. I don't like a lot of sweets, so I probably have more answers for this one. Like, Mike and Ike's can get fucked. (laughs) Um, (laughs) anything chocolate and mint can go straight to hell. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say anything chocolate and mint. I think that shit's revolting. Oh, and you know what? I don't care who comes after me for this one. The truth needs to be out there. Reese's Uh-oh. cups are fucking trash. Whoa. <laughs> like, I hate Shots Reese's fired cups. here. I do not like chocolate and peanut butter at all. They are, they are <sighs> both immaculate on their own, but once you bring those two together, ugh, I hate <laughs> it. hate that shit. Wow. I can I can watch the the numbers of <laughs> listeners just dropping through the floor, spiking off. Hey, come at me, listeners! At Metallica's Rad on Twitter, I will fight you <laughs> any day of the week over a Reese's cups. I hate those things. Wow! And Mike and Ike, fuck Mike and Ike. I agree with you there. <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of Mike. Not a fan of Ike. Exactly. Like uh, Fifty nine. What's a restaurant you would recommend? Oh man. Um... There is a restaurant in Louisville that I think is so cool. It's called Milkwood. It's downtown Louisville in the basement of our theater. Um, not to be confused with the basement I threw shows in downtown. Okay. <laughs> uh, different basement. It's run by like one of our top chefs in Louisville whose name I cannot remember. But it's an Asian Southern Fusion restaurant, which is the most Louisville shit ever. <laughs> like, it is ridiculous how Louisville that is. Um the two just like mash these things together that shouldn't make sense, but it is so good. They have a ramen there that they put fucking shredded cheese in, and it's amazing. Like wow. Louisville ramen is super popular in Louisville, and most of it sucks. 
<laughs> I don't get like like it's good if you've never traveled, I guess. But as a man of mm. culture, I'm clearly above it. <laughs> um, but Milkwood has amazing ramen. And I don't I don't remember what the dish is called, but it's like the one with the with the pork belly and the shredded cheese. It is incredible, and it shouldn't be good. You should not put cheese in ramen, but yeah. it works. It's such a cool place. I love that restaurant. Uh, what a recommendation. Absolutely. Uh, question 60. What's a food you've never eaten? Um, uh, Any, like, mollusk or shelled thing. Oh. I've never had oysters or mussels or clam. Um, I don't even... I can't even eat shrimp, which I guess aren't technically shelled, but kind of... Eh, they got a little... Yeah, they got, like, know. the exoskeleton or whatever. Yeah. Like, or, like, I've had la lobster and crab, but I don't like that. So anything that's, like, fucking those shelled creatures with the loogie spit in them, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> never had that. I will never eat it. It's so See, gross. I, I love that stuff. The Ugh. snottier, the better. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, uh, question 61. What's the strangest food you have eaten? Strangest food I have eaten. I, I don't know the barometer for strangeness on this one, but is alligator or crocodile strange? Because that's like a southern-ass thing. That's Yeah, that's like a Louisiana kind okay. of bayou type thing. Oh, you know what? People are always weirded out when I try to explain hot browns to them, which are like a Kentucky slash Louisville thing. It's basically just like soggy bread with bacon and gravy poured on it. And like on its own, the disparate parts are not weird. But whenever I tell someone about the hot brown, they're always like, that's fucking disgusting. And I'm like, first off, no, it's not. <laughs> so probably the hot brown. Oh, I have, I have a better. I've never heard of this hot browns, but yeah. I have a better answer, though. When I was in Japan, uh, because of the language barrier, me and my dad ordered some shit we thought were just like chicken meatballs, and we were pretty stoked on them. We didn't realize they were raw, and you were supposed to dip them in your soup to cook them. So I just ate a bunch of raw chicken while I was in <laughs> Japan. And the waiter of that restaurant was so angry that we did that. Probably because he was like, dumbass white people are going to come sue us, these fucking idiot tourists, which... Like, we would never do, but I, probably a fair concern, because Americans are the worst, especially yeah. when they travel. Uh, so, um, let me tell you, a strange food is chicken that's raw. Yeah. Raw chicken so. meatballs, specifically, is a very <laughs> paid, bizarre food. You paid for raw chicken. My to... dad, I took one bite, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. And my dad was like, no, they're fine. He ate so many. <laughs> and our waitress came over, and she was, like, pointing to him, and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> she had to. The only person that knew the knew any English was the head chef, and he came over and he's like, "You ate the chicken," and we were like, "Yeah, dude." And I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of weird, but we ate it. It's fine." Yeah. And he's like, "No, that's not fine. It wasn't cooked," and he was furious. I straight up was scared in this restaurant <laughs> that this dude was gonna fight my family. Um, so probably raw chicken meatballs. <laughs> Yeah, I would say so. And the hot brown, because people just can't wrap their brain around the hot brown. No. <laughs> I don't understand it. America's greatest mystery, hot browns. Uh, 62, what's a typical day off? <clears throat> um, I have so few because of Game Query. <laughs> um, <laughs> usually, like, I just play whatever game I'm playing, and that's about it. Like, 
or I play a bunch of Call of Duty, which I guess is what game I'm also playing because it's like how I get to talk to my friends right now. Yeah. Um, so usually just like gaming out. I'm like very immunocompromised uh, from having cancer a couple times. And so I am like super duper quarantined. So I've been playing a bunch of like long video games back to back. So I played like Persona, then The Last of Us 2, and now I'm playing Final Fantasy 7. And one of those is not like the others in terms of quality. <laughs> let me tell you, it's the one I'm playing right now <laughs> that isn't the first two. Oh, man. Uh, 63. What's a bucket? What is a bucket list item that you've accomplished? Go to Japan for sure. That was like a lifelong thing I wanted to do. Um, I used to check out the same book on Japan from my grade school library and just to like look at the pictures. It was this old ass book about the history of Japan. I, yeah. And I would just look at the pictures. I don't think I ever read it. Um, I don't think I read one word of it. But I'd just look at these like old black and white photos of it and be like, I don't know what interested me in it. Probably just some like cursory knowledge that video games are from there um <laughs> that's probably what interested me but like i always wanted to go there so like very fortunate and thankful that like m my parents like was like hey we made it through a lot like let's do this thing and it was very much like as a treat to our family but also because they knew it was somewhere i wanted to go so like very thankful that they they helped me check that off yeah of my that's amazing list. Uh, 64, what's a bucket list item that you probably won't accomplish? Probably go to space. Uh, that would be pretty dope, though. Like, <laughs> I think even if I was given the option to go to space, like, if Elon Musk or whatever was like, hey... We got one more! We yeah, got one he, seat open, you want to... <laughs> yeah, he, if he was like, yo, you want to go to space? I'd be like, first off, fuck you, you're a union buster, treat your employees better. <laughs> Second, True. maybe Pay log taxes, the bro. fuck off a of Twitter, bro. <laughs> Third, uh, space seems terrifying. I don't think I can do it. Yeah. Like, if the option was there, I do not think I could go. Even though it's like, I think space is the dopest shit. But I am very scared of understanding my own mortality and my own insignificance. I, I grew up in a city, so I don't see a, a too many stars. Like, not a ton. Mm. The one time I ever ended up in the middle of nowhere on that road trip I went on for Polygon, I was Levi, who grew up in the country, he was like, dude, this is the perfect spot. You're going to see a bunch of stars. And so we, like, pulled over in the dead of night, and I looked up, and it terrified me. So <sighs> I think if I saw something like the Earth, as big as it actually was, it would possibly kill me. I think I would be too scared of knowing how big something can be. It, they always all the astro. I, one of my dreams is being able to interview an astronaut on this yeah. show. And I've I've sent several advice, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they always say like that's one of the most mind blowing things for them to wrap their heads around. Like they have full training sessions yeah. on Earth of like, all right, you're gonna see the Earth and it, it's gonna look like the pictures you've seen, but it's also not. Yeah, I this is real. Like, yeah, I genuinely do not think I could handle it. Like. It, I think it, you know, it's like, it's like you hear if you jump off, like, the Empire State Building, you have a heart attack before you hit the ground or whatever. <laughs> I think if I saw something and understood physically how tiny I really am, I might have a heart attack. Like, I could, even thinking about it freaks me the fuck out. It's but I also think incredible. space is so sick. But, yeah. So, probably never going to go to space. Also, I smoke, and you got to be, like, super fit to do that. Yeah, true. Lance Bass did it, but I couldn't. I'm not gonna be able to do it. 
<laughs> Lance Bass, the man we could all <laughs> look up to be one Lance day. Bass is rad. He <laughs> is. Uh, 65, name of a friend that you don't keep in contact with, but regret it. Oh, man, my friend Sarah texted me today, who was like my, she was like my sister growing up. Uh, she texted me a bunch of old pictures of, uh, like, me and my friends Casey and Johnny from high school. Um, and it was just like, oh, Sarah, it's fucked up. I forgot you exist. Because <laughs> uh, she is, like, the best. Like, I love her to death. And I'm already like, okay, as soon as quarantine is over and, uh, like, my immunocompromised ass is allowed to leave the house, is like, Sarah's got to be the first person you hit up. Because I spent way too many years not hanging out with her because it's like, oh, she lives 45 minutes away now. Like, that's a real excuse. <laughs> like, So definitely Sarah. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, 66, what's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Tony Hawk's Underground, for sure. Underground, okay. My favorite game of all time. And, like, Max Payne 2. I started recently replaying that for the first time in probably 10 or 15 years. And it was just, like, just gave me that feeling, you know, that, like, nostalgia feeling. I was like, oh, my God. And Mona Sachs shows up, and I was like, oh, my God, the best. (laughs) Uh, 60, 67. What game have you spent the most time playing? Oh man. So I, I, this, I always think, I think about this a lot when I see people be like, I have 2000 hours in Dota or whatever. And I'm like, I do. Holy shit. So like I can count on one hand, the amount of games I've spent over a hundred hours in. So probably Tony Hawk's underground. Mm (laughs) Got to train. You got to stay in the lab, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm training. Uh, <laughs> probably Grand Theft Auto Five because that was a big like hang out with my friends and play it game. But the one I can chart definitively because I, I just did it um, is Persona Five, which took me 124 hours and 22 minutes, which Jeez. is the longest concrete answer I have. I have probably played. Grand Theft Auto Five or Tony Hawk more than that over the years, but I just don't have the numbers. But yeah. Persona was like, you beat it, save it. It told me exactly how much. And I'm like, that is the most I've ever seen as a play counter. The fact that people put like 2,000 hours into a game, I think is super cool. I just do not, I, I could not fathom doing that because my attention span is way too short to play something I, that much. I think I'm in the same boat as you. I just yeah. couldn't do it. <laughs> um... What's something that you've built with your own hands? Um, this desk that I bought from Walmart. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, not a very handy. No, you know what? I used to build shit all the time at that fucking art gallery I worked at. So probably some really avant-garde uh, art installation <laughs> that is re- probably off-putting to the eye like most <laughs> of that type of art is. Um, I remember building some of those, and it's like, how the fuck did I build this 15-foot monolith of <laughs> weirdoism? Uh, so probably that. All right, nice. Uh, 69, best pickup line. Uh, I don't know if I have one specifically, <laughs> but I do know... <laughs> That in my Tinder bio back in the day, and I haven't been on Tinder in ages at this point, um, I used to have in there, I wrote an article one time for Playboy. (laughs) Um, Because I did. Because they used to have a games vertical, and I wrote 
an article for Playboy, and it was like one, and it's not even on their website anymore because they removed like all the video game stuff that was done under Micro Show. Um, but that was in my Tinder bio, and I would get messaged all the time about that. So I guess that. <laughs> hey, it, it works helps, then. It helps if you've actually written an article for yeah. Playboy. <laughs> Uh, which I would never use now, mainly because I'm in a relationship and very happy in that relationship. Also, because I'd have to send them an internet archived version of it because they removed it. It would be a whole process. A whole internet wayback machine. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, yeah. But that, that worked. That that got me a few dates for sure. Nice. I mean, not that specifically, but it started conversations that ended up in dates. Uh, question 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames? Uh... I I don't think so really. I don't I don't think I have any real nicknames. Um A lot of my friends we have nicknames for um that we like just call them that nickname. Like my friend Johnny we call Eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> Eyeball Doggy Man. But no, I don't think I really have any nicknames. Okay. Okay. Uh 71 do you believe in love at first sight uh sure anything's possible i've played tony hawks underground (laughs) (laughs) i mean like probably i don't believe in things like soulmates or anything like i think you could probably give it enough time maybe you could love anyone on the planet um that's probably or stretched to actually say that but like i'm sure like you can see someone and be like, well, fuck, that's it. Done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love this person. Uh, so probably, yeah. Okay. Uh, 72, what's a big turnoff of yours? Man, <laughs> a-, a funny answer is, <laughs> like, be- basic misspellings drives me crazy Ooh, that's a good one there this is terrible like i don't even want to say this but there have definitely (laughs) been people i was potentially interested in that i stopped being interested in because i couldn't understand their fucking texts because they would misspell things so badly and it's like that's terrible and that's shallow and i suck and that's something i should work on but also but still i can't it happened like there was at least a couple people where i'd be like i literally can't read this uh, so that drives me up a wall. Other than that, like basic things like intolerance, any type of bigotry, I'm not gonna accept that. Also, just spell your words right. If you use the wrong there, 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 get out of here. I'm not marrying yeah. you. There's only three of them, man. Just yeah, it's not that tough. I mess that up all the time, so I'm one to talk. <laughs> uh, 73. Do you consider yourself an artist? Probably, cause like, I feel like I'm a a fucking what's the saying? crafter of many master of none or some shit oh uh yeah a jack of all trades yeah like i feel like there's a lot of things i pick up and i'm good enough at but never master anything um but i i'm always like in a way that's like kind of self-filating like i'll like try something and be like oh shit i'm pretty good at this and i just tried it and i'm always like that's cool and then like two weeks later i never do it again um and a lot of those will be like artistic things like um when quarantine started, I needed to make some at-home demos for the, like, band I dick around in. I, like, found that I was, like, pretty good at doing it and, like, building, like, a track and understanding, okay, I need to quad track this and pan this and all that. 
or when we did the like GQ zine, I picked it up really quickly, and I think mm. the GQ zine's beautiful. Um, so I I think so. I would call myself an artist, but not a great one or a committed one. Okay, I I like that answer. Uh, seventy four. What's something you tried to cook and failed? Everything, man. <laughs> fucking that you name it. The, probably fucking a bowl of cereal. You seen that Simpsons thing where Homer yeah. pours the bowl of cereal, <laughs> lights, lights on, on fire. fire? I remember in high school trying to make breakfast for my girlfriend at the time, and it was like, and just like make pancakes, and it was inedible. Like I, I it, it, it's anything. Like I fuck, I can't cook a fucking thing. Wow. Okay. Uh, 75 dubbed the Ben Hansen. Uh, what is the greatest piece of art ever made? In college, I one time argued that Piss Christ is, which is a photograph of a crucifix submerged mm-hmm. in a jar of urine, was a better representation of art than the Sistine Chapel. And I got an A on that. Wow. So, but probably the Sistine Chapel. That thing is wild. Like I think, really cath- I think Catholicism is largely big bad. <laughs> I think organized religion probably big bad. I think the yeah. Bible. I'm not even an atheist. I think the Bible maybe big bad. <laughs> That's a dope ass painting. <laughs> like that shit is incredible. <laughs> and I like hearing the stories about how like Michelangelo like fucking contorted himself to paint it. Like that shit's cool. So probably that. This okay. Christ sucks. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I see the argument there, but yeah, Sistine Chapel is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, 76, have you ever had something happen to you that you would consider paranormal? <laughs> Maybe, man. <gasps> I don't know. I used to, like, think I, when I was a kid, I thought I would have run-ins with ghosts all the time, and now it's, like, it's probably not true. Like, I remember one time I was walking in fall, and I thought I heard, like, someone walking behind me and I was like convinced for years it was a ghost and it's like no I was just crunching leaves and I was an idiot (laughs) (laughs) no you know what when I so I lived in Minneapolis for a summer doing an internship at Game Informer and Mm -hmm. there were two instances in the house I lived in there which was my cousin's house Um, one was I I think it was in the living room like we had a little like, um, like a little couch side table and I would put, like, my keys and shit on it, my keys and wallet. And one time they just went off of it. And I was like, not cool. Not into that whatsoever. <laughs> not a big fan. And, like... You got, a, you got ghouls and ghosts over there. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could have, like, put it where it would fall off. But that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not that dumb. I can sit things on a table so that they're level. But they just went off. And then <laughs> one day... I was sleeping and it was like before I had to wake up to go into the GI office and something just fucking domed me in the back of the head. Like it felt like, like a quarter hit me or something. Maybe I could have dreamed it. Like you have some like vivid dreams where it feels like someone's shaking you or something, but it was like nuts. Like it felt like I just got fucking like bodied by this quarter (laughs) and like, and like it could have been my cousin, but he worked nights at the time. So he was usually like, dead asleep when i would wake up at like eight and eight or nine in the morning but yeah Yeah. i remember those two instances were like this sucks i hate this shit also got a gun pulled on me at that house but that's not paranormal (laughs) that's yeah (laughs) still something uh, a little crazy but definitely not paranormal uh 77 would you ever use a ouija board 
I've used one before. I used one in my old apartment. My girlfriend and my roommate at the time, who were like best friends, um, they were convinced that our house was haunted. And I was like, no, our neighbors are just so fucking loud, dude. <laughs> and they got a Ouija board out one time. I was like, nothing made by Mattel is going to summon the fucking <laughs> ghosts of old ass, like, old ass dudes. Like, get out of here. And they're like, they're like come on, sit. You got to help us. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking watching <laughs> Star Wars. Get out of here. I don't even like Star Wars. I don't know why that was my example. <laughs> yeah, I've used them a couple times. Okay. Mattel ain't made nothing that's going to summon a spirit, though. <laughs> Except for the game Trouble, and that's only going to summon the spirit of fun, because that's a good game. That's right. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> uh, 78. Simply, why? Because. It's hard to argue <laughs> with that. 79. If given the chance, when would you time travel to? Uh... Man, uh, shit used to suck back in the day. Dudes would be, like, dying at 24 from diarrhea, so (laughs) probably, like, yeah, probably no time before, like, 1990. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's cut off. And, and like, but 2021, the Earth is going to be a a ball of ash, (laughs) so no, probably, like, 2016 when I was an intern at Game Informer. I <laughs> just go hang out with young me, Leo, Haley, and AJ. Making cool. a five-person show? Game yeah. Career, just <laughs> yeah, exactly. twice. yeah, like, I would time travel, like, four years in the past and be like, sup? What's up, dudes? <laughs> and I'd be like, Blake, stop drinking a little earlier than you do in real life. Come on, bro. This is a little crazy. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, 80. But possibly related to that, have you ever made any sudden dramatic changes to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Yeah, man, I I am a uh, pretty <laughs> hardcore alcoholic. I am an addict. As I'm a cut and dry addict. I'm especially a dry addict these days because I don't drink. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, I I I decided I was gonna get clean because my life was. Like, it was having, like, a physical toll on my body. Like, they didn't know what was wrong with my heart for a while. And then finally, I was, finally I was like, I drink a lot. And they're like, how much? <laughs> um, my heart's good now. It turns out it was literally just alcohol that was giving me the crazy heart shit. Wow. But um, I was like, I'm going to get clean. So I started outpatient rehab. And obviously that didn't work. I was back on the sauce within a week. And then the lady who ran the outpatient was like, called me up one day and she was like, Hey, I think you need inpatient. There's a bed available at the rehab facility. Now, if you can come today, you can have it. And I was like, my, my anxiety wouldn't let me tell her no. So I just decided that day to move into a month long rehab stint. And I have basically stuck with it since I lapsed and relapsed a couple times. Cause I like fucking got out of rehab and had to go into chemo. And like, if you can get through two of those things back to back and not drink my hats off to you, but I was like, that's a one, two punch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to this day, I don't feel bad about drinking at that point. I was like, fuck it, man. That shit sucked. I'm, I'm glad I had a beer, but, um, next month will be my one year sober. So that is wild. tremendous. Yeah. yeah. So that has been the biggest change to my life because uh, I drank a lot is what I'm saying. And now I drink none. That's the definition of a <laughs> sudden dramatic change. Yeah. 100%. Uh, 
Uh, 81, what game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? Wheel of Fortune, for sure, man. Chill with my boy Pat Sajak. Um, Vanna W. Yeah, Vanna White. Oh, she's the best. Uh, definitely Wheel of Fortune, but I hate that they got the touch screens now. I, w- I want them to still, like, turn it. Um, I loved Wheel of Fortune growing up as a kid. I don't know why. I don't watch Wheel of Fortune now, but I'd still be on it. I want to spin that wheel so badly. I auditioned for Wheel of Fortune. Oh, shit. I got in the top 12 of the New York audition because I'm in New Jersey. Yeah. So I, I took the train up to audition. That's amazing. I th- I think to this day, and they make you like play a game of Wheel of Fortune on a projector and like spin a fake wheel and like applaud for everyone oh. like to see what your energy is like. Um, I got I got one puzzle right. It was electric pencil sharpener. I'll always remember that. Wow. Uh, and I think to this day, the only reason I didn't get on was because my story, like, they asked me first, like, hey, you know, what's your name? What's your whole deal? And I was like, I'm Bob. I'm just like, uh, you know, I work a lousy dead-end job. <laughs> I, I, I'm i in college. I'm just pe- trying to pay off college. Like, you know, I need some money to, so I can quit my job. And they were like, oh, that's great. And then they moved to the next person. They were like, I just had a kid, and my <laughs> wife just got fired. And I was like, uh-oh. Oh, and then they shit. moved to the next person, and they were like, oh, I'm a military veteran for six years. And I'm like... <laughs> I've got no shot, man. Oh, no. That's such a bummer. I would have lost my mind if you told me you were on Wheel of Fortune. But you got closer than I'll ever get because I've never tried. I've never even realized I wanted to be on Wheel of Fortune until just this second. <laughs> but now I'm all yeah. about it. There there was one summer, that one summer that I worked that uh, awful job at an Italian bakery uh, <laughs> where it was like 110 degrees every day because you're just next to an oven. Uh, I auditioned for every game show I possibly could to <laughs> try to get out of rules. it. I took the quiz for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, I think I sent a tape in for Wipeout, uh, that, like, Ninja Warrior type thing. It's a whole deal. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> but enough about me. <laughs> Not what this is about. Uh, 82, what's a quote that you love? Uh, a quote that I love... Um, I really love <laughs> eating pizza and learning about Columbus, Mr. Hand. <laughs> I think that probably that that shit's so fun. Um, you know what? No, one that I really, really love comes from um, Matt Leone, who I almost used as the person I look up to as my answer for that, um, who one time told me it's not about the most unique story it's sometimes about the best told version of a story which i think is like i've really taken to heart with my work matt leone has been my editor for over five years at polygon he's the features editor over there um i love that dude he's amazing um and he was also my guest on how i made that (laughs) um he told me that one time and it like really changed the way i looked at stories where it 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 opened up a lot of things where I didn't always feel like I was trying to race to be the most unique dude in writing. Like I, it, it was like, it gave me like the other half of stories I could tell where I'd be like, maybe this story's out there or it's a play on a story that's been done before. I'm not saying I steal people's work, but like, <laughs> but like, you know, like the Anthony, the, the, the road trip thing is not a, a new concept. It yeah. was just my version of it. And 
when I did a story on Retro Studios. It was because I I found fault with the reporting that was out there about there uh, about that studio, and I like that's one of my favorite stories I've ever done was reporting on the history of that studio. So understanding that you don't have to, and, and it's no shade to people who are like break news every time they write an article like that's cool but like understanding like sometimes it's not about the newest story it's about the best version of a story like really helped me out in understanding the stories i want to tell and the like approaches i want to take to my stories because i'm not scared to be like oh well this writer did a profile of this retired game developer i guess i shouldn't do one on this other retired game developer it's like (laughs) No, just go write what you want to write and write your fucking ass off when you do it. Um, so probably I like really, really loved that quote. And I brought that up to Matt not too long ago. And he said he had no clue. Or he had no <laughs> recollection of saying that. And I was like, wow, man, that like changed my entire life. And you don't remember it. Those are, the, those are always the best things. I was talking yeah. to someone from my high school a couple of weeks ago. They texted me and I was like, oh, do you remember that thing you said in gym like 11 years ago and they were like yeah. no of course not <laughs> yeah yeah i've like lived my life by that mantra and he does not remember it at all <laughs> yeah uh, i love it uh 83 what's the best shirt you own best shirt i own um i it's gonna be I'll, i guess we've announced these we have um but we haven't sold them yet but game query has sweatshirts right now um, oh, man. that we made in collaboration with jesse zazu inc for our this year's charity stream which is on indefinite delay <laughs> because of the quarantine um but we have those and it is the sickest thing i love wearing it i love a bunch of people will always ask me about it it's it's a hoodie with Joe Buckle's design he made for us of Sonic depressed smoking a cigarette on a recliner. And it just says GQ XJZI in our Death to False podcast font, which is a play on the Death to False black metal uh, designs. And it's oh, like, never, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like for <laughs> a video game merch thing, which like I'm not into like wearing video game things. Not that I dress well at all. It's just like, I'm not trying to wear like fucking Donkey Kong on my shirt or whatever. Like it just is like such a game query design and such a like fuck off to the rest of like video game merch that we're like, no fucking, we're going to put this sad ass Sonic on this. (laughs) And he's going to be like, it's just, I don't know. I think it's like the coolest encapsulation of what game query is, which is mainly just us being fucking stuck up (laughs) pricks about everything. But like, I love that thing. I love wearing it. I know it's uncouth to wear your own band shirt or whatever, but I fucking adore that sweatshirt so much. Shout out to Brent Mills who did the designs for us and Joe Buckles who did the art for it. Both amazing talented dudes amazing i can't wait to try to buy that shirt because i yeah <laughs> that's, that's amazing they'll be on sale eventually i'm looking at the box of them in my room right now it's been sitting there for like six months i just haven't been able to sell them we have some other designs too but that one's like oh it's so cool wow uh let's see 84 uh, would you change your middle name yes but I'm not going to say why. I'm going to keep that to myself. But I would change my middle name to Elliot. Elliot. Because that's my dad's middle name. And I think it's a cool middle name. It um, is. It's got a power behind it. And, like, I, I think middle the middle names in our families are often used to name someone after someone. 
Mm, and okay. I think I would change mine to be named after my dad as opposed to what it is now. Nice. Uh, what's a good impression you can do? Mm, none. <laughs> none at all. I cannot do any. Like not, it. I do. I I could if I I couldn't even do an impression of myself if I had to. Like I just <laughs> cannot do any. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Eighty six. Is there a tattoo that you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get? <laughs> so many sobriety tattoos. Oh my <laughs> god, bro! So many shitty tattoos. I wanted to get. Oh my god! I fucking hate this shit. I wanted to get tattoos. On both hands, like where the like crease right here of your thumb and like pointer finger are, because yeah. that's like what cups a can of beer, you know, or like a oh, yeah, yeah, or cups yeah. a drink. So I would see it all the time, which that idea is kind of cool. But uh, I wanted to get when it rains, it pours, which is a jawbreaker reference, which is a band I really love, but like. Gun to my head, I don't even know what song that quote is from, so that's fucking weird. Um, I don't even know if it's from a song, but I was like, whatever. And then I was going to get Time Changes Everything, and I was like, these are the worst tattoo ideas ever. The Time Changes Everything is a Plot and You core, the Plot and You song, which is this metalcore band, which I like a lot, but they also like have an album called Could You Watch Your Children Burn? And it's like, do I really want their shit tattooed on me? <laughs> God, so oh. any sobriety tattoo. I know I've seen too many dudes that had to like get their sobriety or straight edge tattoos tattooed over that I'm like, I'm glad I didn't do it. I don't think I'm gonna not be not not be sober for the rest of my life. I, God yeah. willing, I'll never drink again. But also, like, you don't want to have to cross one of those. Oh, you I don't want to get a cover get the cross up. on the hand, like this. Yeah, dude. Thing, and then oh. just, like, I'm going to replace it with a, I don't know, a tribal thing. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's even worse. So Ugh. any sobriety tattoo I wanted to get was dumb. 87. How would you describe your 16 year old self? Piece of garbage. <laughs> an addict that didn't know it. Like an alcoholic without wow. the knowledge to know that he was ruining his life and making other people's lives a living hell like i know that's a bummer answer and like there was a lot of heart to that kid and like he was like very passionate about the things he did but he also just like because as a culture we're so ill educated about addiction and the warning signs of problematic substance use like just a monster like it sucks. It's shit I have to, like, cringe at for the rest of my life, you know? And, like, yeah. that answer sucks, but it's also just, like, as a sober person, <laughs> something I have to deal with. Uh, That's truth. Dropping yeah. truth bombs. There's nothing I can yeah. do about that. I mean, like, I don't know. I still like some of the things about that kid, but there's also things I look back on. It's like, if you just would have known, man. Like, if you would have known, like, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Uh, 88, what's the worst injury you've had? I broke my fucking finger punching a hotel wall one time. That sucked. It was terrible. It hurt so bad. <laughs> um, I, my, the band I was in was on tour, um, and we were staying in this motel in Florida, and some bad shit happened, and I got really emotional, and, like, 
I punched the motel wall and didn't know they made those out of concrete. Oh, God. Just fucking broke the shit out of my finger and didn't even know it was broken until, like, months later. And I still, like, have a weird bump on my finger where it just never healed right. So probably that. That was the worst. Oh, brutal. Uh, 89, what is a habit of yours you want to break? Well, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, so... (laughs) So, you know... I've spent uh, quite a good amount of time in therapy working on this. Um, but outside of that, uh, probably s- fucking smoking, man. Like, I stopped doing mm. drugs years and years and years ago, and I stopped drinking, but I just cannot quit smoking. Like, I quit smoking before, and I picked it up a couple years ago um, after a few years off of it, and I just cannot quit it. And it's like, I should just buy one of those fucking jewel things and just be <laughs> one of those dudes. But like I, that probably sub ohm vape rig or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like probably smoking. It's like my last vice left outside of like coffee, I guess. But coffee's good for you, probably. Coffee just makes you poop. It's fine. Yeah. It so... makes you poop really awake. <laughs> <laughs> You're really awake when you take that poop. Uh, You've never been more consciously <laughs> yeah. there than during that dump. Exactly. Uh, 90, we are at the home stretch here. Have okay. you ever lied on your resume? Um, I don't know. I didn't have a resume for a long time because I worked like in fast food and at that art gallery. <laughs> um, I have a resume now that I think's like pretty accurate, but it's not gotten me any jobs. So I guess I should lie on it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever lied on anything, um, on a resume. No, yeah. I don't think so. No. Okay. Nice. Uh, 92, would you ever go to a nude beach? Uh, probably, but, like, I don't usually want to be at the normal beach. Because <laughs> I don't like the sun. If I can ah. go to a nude beach during, like, an overcast or nighttime... Maybe, but I, I like I've red hair, so I'm not trying to be like chilling in the sun. I I hear you. Yeah, go night swimming like uh, REM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, ninety three. When was the last time you cried? Um, real. Uh, so I I don't cry often. I tear up a lot. I, that's like you. That's like as far as I get a lot of times is like tearing up. Yeah. Um. And I, I teared up so many times during The Last of Us Part Two, <laughs> so that I really maybe... gotta buy that game. Man. Yeah, I, it kept making me tear up. Um, I teared up the other night watching a YouTube video about—I <laughs> don't remember what it was about. <laughs> but it was about something mundane, and I was like, "My career isn't going the way I want it to. <laughs> I want to be doing this." <laughs> so I was teared up. The last time I cried. I don't know if this was the lat. Oh, God, man, I'm I'm really I'm a roller coaster on this show because I was <laughs> like I I'll have a funny answer and then a bleak one. It's got to be when I was in rehab, man, and I learned I had cancer. Because <laughs> you're in like yeah, that counts. That's I the mean... la- yeah, that's the last time I remember like crying for sure. Because and it was like because like rehab, I really loved being in rehab, but it also was like. 
you're locked away from your family and you don't see them and you don't talk to anyone. And I don't want to say it's like jail, but like, you know, you, you have some restrictions on your day to day. Um, and, and with good purpose behind them, right, obviously. For sure, 100%. Um, and I, I definitely am not comparing my experience to people <laughs> in the carceral state. Like, uh, uh, But, you know, like you are shunned from a lot of your loved ones, and you can't just walk out the front door without filling out a ton of paperwork and dealing with a lot of headaches of people not wanting you to leave. <laughs> so I never did. <laughs> um, and so to learn you have cancer in that and be like, hey, uh, I have cancer. Can I go home tonight? And then be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. So I remember crying quite a bit about that. But then I was chill about it and it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> Just dusted it off my shoulder yeah. and I was all right. Yeah. Um, 94. What's something that you've done and will probably never do again? Drive drunk? Ooh, that's... Um, something I've done <laughs> that I'll never do again. Um, and, and it can be because it's, you know, you just didn't enjoy it, whether yeah. it's just so rare, it won't happen again. Probably like, like <laughs> go to Columbia. <laughs> I went to Columbia for work not that long ago and it was like awesome the, and amazing. Yeah. The rock star. Yeah. Guy, I right? went to, yeah, I read yeah. that one. I went to profile Diego Angel, who was the founder of Rockstar San Diego, who, it's from Colombia and retired to Colombia, and it was like amazing. And Colombia is beautiful. I recommend everyone go to Colombia, um, or at the very least, read my article on Polygon.com. <laughs> but like, I think out of my own volition, I never would have gone to Colombia, and like, I probably will never go back. Like, I didn't have a bad experience, and I have nothing like that is like. And this is why I'll never go back. It just feels like one of those places I'll never go back to. But, like, I had an amazing time there, and I'm, like, very glad that Papa Vox paid for me to go and <laughs> bought my hotel. But, like, I think, like, if I was planning a vacation, I can't imagine I would, like, go to Columbia again. So, probably that. Gotcha. Uh, 95, what's the best compliment you ever received? <sighs> one time, and I don't even know who this was, but, like... Every now and then I'll get these really nice emails or tweets or DMs about my work, which always feels really cool. And I remember one time, it was when I put out that road trip article, this person, and I'm paraphrasing, maybe I'm making it sound cooler than it was, maybe it, he wasn't this stoked on it, but I, I remember when I put out the road trip article, this guy tweeted out the article and was like, when I say I want to be a game journalist, this is what I mean. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was crazy because, like, I'm an idiot. Like, I'm a dumbass who wrote a lot of those articles, like, in his mom's basement, not knowing what a fucking semicolon is. And so, like, to, like, imagine that, that like, in, like, someone, like, resonated that hard with my work, that was crazy to me. And that was, like, pretty young in my career. Um, you know, now I'm so used to all the praise. It doesn't even faze me yeah. <laughs> Like back then. But like, I, I, it was like, I was like a couple of years into my career and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, holy shit. Um, that's amazing. I, yeah. I don't even know who, I don't remember who that was. If I follow them now or anything, but like, I, I remember that tweet and being like, Oh Jesus fucking Christ. 
Jeff Gerstman himself. That's so. right. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> That's why he wrote Kitchen Confidential. It, you you inspired him. Yeah, I think I got my timeline uh, a little mixed <laughs> up on what came first there. But yeah, nah, you're good. I think you're good. <laughs> no, no one will look it up. Uh, 96, tell me a joke. Um, knock, knock. No, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm gonna come up with a better one. Oh, dude, you know what joke I fucking love? Is two two guys walk into a bar and the third one ducks. (laughs) I think that's the funniest shit. That kills me every time. Love that joke. Excellent, excellent. Uh, 97. Ooh, 97's a fun one. 97 used to be a question that I came up with. Uh, that was just not very good. Okay. Uh, so n- now we do the listener question of the week. Oh, God. Uh, so if anyone has any questions that they want on here, it is 99questionspod at Gmail or on Twitter. Uh, and I put out the call for Blake Hester questions, and I got so many good ones. Oh, no. I have to say, I truly don't know which one I'm going to go for. I'll answer I'm them all. reading this right now. Maybe we will. Uh, all right, Michael Moran. Okay, best Tony Hawk map. Oh man, got to be Manhattan from Tony Hawk's Underground. That map is so mm-hmm. cool, man. Like where it falls in the story is really rad. Like what they do in that map in terms of verticality and using like Manhattan spaces, even though it's like a mix of Manhattan and Brooklyn, it's like a weird incestuous version of all the bros <laughs> but yeah. like that map is so cool it is usually the one when i load up that game i play first like nice. i think the first three maps are the best the new jersey manhattan tampa levels in that game manhattan is by and large my favorite um i think it's so cool the way you can, you can go in some of the buildings and they're so tall like there's a really good sense of scale in that level and there's a really yeah. good like mix of different environments to skate around in. Like I love going from like the like two or three stair that you start on where you spawn in the level. You can go down Mm -hmm. that, you can do a straight shot down to the Brooklyn bowls and then get out to the pier and then circle back around by the hospital. And then you can hit all the buildings in the middle, like such a good level. So good. That's a great one. All right, let's run through. Uh, We got got a couple of these. I I really do like them. So I'm just going to unprecedented, but I'm going to use them. Uh, Michael Moran again. What would your signature trick be if you were in the game? My signature trick? Um, probably, like, it has to be a trick unique to me. Well, I, I suppose if, like, they inserted you into the game, like, what would your special oh, okay. Tony Hawk trick be, you know? It would probably be the best, flattest, hardest singular kickflip that is like my favorite thing in skate videos like especially shout out to uh oh what is his name i think it's jaws doesn't matter whenever i'm watching a skate video and someone just hits a kickflip and they just land so flat like all four wheels at the exact same time and you see their body kind of give with the pressure (laughs) and you just hear the fucking thud of them hitting the concrete that is so good so i don't know how they would program it to be different than a normal kickflip <laughs> but it, it would and it would just feel so chunky every time you do it they would turn the chunk sliders exactly, up a little bit more dude oh so good 
Uh, all right, Molden for Holden. Okay. Asking how many times a year uh, do you get called Balake all the from time. the Key and Peel sketch? All the fucking time, dude. They call me it in rehab all the time. That's the one that sticks out most recently. Is they always call me Balake, and I just am so used to it. Like I don't laugh at it. Like it's just like oh, here we go again. They're gonna call me Balake, and every <laughs> time I remember this. Every time in rehab, they'd be like Balake, and I'd be like oh, fucking whatever, and they'd be like. <laughs> Oh, it's from the show Key and Peele. <laughs> I know. I know I'm aware. From. I've been on the earth for the past eight years. <laughs> I know what it's from. The skit's not even funny. <laughs> like, Key and Peele's a great show, but that skit isn't funny. Uh, all right, next one. Okay. Oh, wait, I like this one from James Smith. What's your deal, man? Uh, <laughs> buy one, get one, half off. Excellent. <laughs> uh, in Tirada... Uh, what is objectively the best Metallica album, and what's your personal favorite Metallica oh, album? This has this is going to get me death threats. Probably I'm oh, going to get okay. swatted for this one. The the <laughs> best Metallica album is the self titled, or also known as the Black Album. The Black Album. Yeah. And I understand that's divisive with old head fans because they're like, oh, it's not fucking when they were like, metal up your ass shit. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need to listen to fucking 18 minute long songs where it's like <laughs> 17 of the minutes are just a bell chiming in the background and the same it's like, get out of here. That was Slayer, not even Metallica that I just voiced. <laughs> like, the, it is their most solid, concise album and I highly recommend watching a year and a half and the life of Metallica, the documentary about the making of and two year tour process of that album. Uh, my favorite is a tie between some of the most hated Metallica albums, Load and Reload, the two that came after the Black album, Interesting. where I think it is Metallica at their most sonically interesting if not divisive but also just like metallica is not a band with bad guitar tone but the guitar tone on that record is like the guitar tone any heavy guitarist should aspire to like even the ballads the guitar tone just like kicks you in the dick like that shit <laughs> rules i love load i love reload like the songs two by four and ain't my bitch especially are so so sick but the best album is obviously the black album and yeah. like maybe kill them all but miss me it was like i don't need to listen to master of puppets or ride the lightning like <laughs> i get it there and injustice for all it's like i get it they're cool i guess but the songs are way too long the intro to one especially is so annoying it's it, it meanders for a while it's four <laughs> notes played for 32 <laughs> minutes until finally James Hetfield is like, I can't feel any. It's like, dude, get out of here. It's like one of those things at a rock show where it's like, I'm going to go grab a beer from the bar. Just play something until I get back. Yeah. Dude. And, like, and they just like strum, strum, strum until he gets back and hits the vocals. <laughs> and like, I know it's their most popular song, but like Inner Sandman is such a badass way to open an album. It's... And dude, fucking wherever I may roam when that song fucking rips so hard. And, uh, uh, fuck, what is the song? Dun, 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 dun. Sad but true. Oh yeah, that fucking second riff of that song is the heaviest riff ever put to wax. Like this shit's insane. But the best albums are Load and Reload. I don't care what anyone says. Shout out to Saint Anger too, which gets a bad rap. I thought you were going toward Death Magnetic. No, that shit's worried. terrible. <laughs> I was getting worried when you said it on podcast. No. Uh, last one I'll do here: Flamin' Queso, the okay. great Flamin' Queso. Uh, what he called the Hester special. Okay. 
Who would win in a fight? Max Payne with no guns <laughs> stuck in bullet time or Tony Hawk with a razor blade line skateboard? Max Payne with no guns but stuck in bullet time? Yeah, so he's got that time advantage. Or oh. Tony Hawk with razor blade line skateboard. Tony Hawk, probably, dude, because he... No? Because Max is in bullet time. But bullet time's not that slow. It's slow, but it's not that slow. Yeah, but Tony would be moving slow. No, he's not in bullet time, is he? If Tony's not in bullet time, Tony wins instantly. But if they're both in bullet time, Max... The way those games work is Max moves a fraction faster than everyone else. Yeah. So if they're both in bullet time, Max could probably outthink him. Just having a little speed on him. But if it's just Max in bullet time, Tony's going to whoop his ass for sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Plus, you could call in Riley for support. Like, yeah, and he's, he's got this unlock. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Riley. Bring in Chad Music. <laughs> Muska Beats! <laughs> Muska Beats! Love Chad Muska. Uh, 98. Almost at the finale here. What made you want to be who you are today? Um, in what way? Like, as a human or, or like, my job? Either one? I don't know, because I feel like, especially being a sober person, so much of my life is spent course correcting and, like, not wanting to be the person I was and not always being able to change the things I can't. So, like, honestly, like, that is a big motivation behind a lot of the shit I do now in a lot of capacities is like fucking being terrified in a neurotic way that only people with OCD can be of like being that dude I used to be not even that long ago because I'm like not even a year sober yet like that drives a lot of my decision making and makes me do a lot of things and stops me from doing a lot of things in my life is like wanting to be whatever the end goal of sober blake is which like 11 months into sobriety you're still so new into sobriety like i don't know who that is but that's probably it wow fascinating yeah all right question 99 oh titular question oh shit (laughs) what do you want to be remembered for (laughs) uh being the best party dude of all time. <laughs> this is what I'll cue in a, a <laughs> guitar riff. <laughs> Just kidding. I drink all day. Let's party, bro. <laughs> What's up, Mr. Han? <laughs> I looked at the wave and I was like, hey, bro, let's party. <laughs> I guess I do an okay Spicoli impression. That, I, <clears throat> retcon the impression one. Yeah. Spicoli's pretty solid. Um, what uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm caught between not ever wanting to to like I like I create a lot of things I guess and I like I don't create anything for anyone else like I don't write my art I write my articles and features because I want to write them I don't really care if anyone else wants them and I don't do game query because people want it <laughs> obviously <laughs> I see the numbers <laughs> I see how many people listen to the show um but like everything I do in my life is like not for anyone else but like my hope is always that like 
people can take something from it and like i don't know it's hard to imagine people listening to game query and be like oh that was pretty cool when blake talked about the time he got one of his nuts chopped off from having cancer (laughs) that really changed my world view (laughs) but like my hope with anything we do is like people can find like some not anything I do or like game query does or anything I'm involved in. Like people can find some nugget of inspiration from that to do their own thing. And like, if that means someone starts their own podcast and has like a weird creative outlet where they can be angry (laughs) and talk about like sobriety and shit that game query talks about, which is like everything or they read my articles and they're like, man, I want to fucking write features for X website too. Like that's pretty cool. Uh, so I I don't think that's being remembered for something, but I hope that's something I, I I would like to have had some impact on someone, even if the things I do are not created for anyone else. Uh, I think I, I think that is a great mentality. I believe that's also a Tupac quote. <laughs> he said he, he didn't want to change the world, but he wanted to change the person yeah. who changed the world. <laughs> I love, yeah, Tupac's great. Have you heard that song where he makes fun of the dude for having sickle cell anemia? Because <laughs> that's the craziest <laughs> shit on the planet. I don't think blank. I have, but that's it's amazing. His, it's his biggie, it's his biggie call-out song, Hit Him Up. And he, oh, yeah. He's talking about the, um, oh, what's biggie? He's talking about someone. It's someone in... I keep wanting to say Mob Deep, but that doesn't sound right. But he's like, Does, don't one of y'all have sickle cell anemia? And I'm like, what? you can't say that, Mr. Pac. That is horrible. Anyway. Who's going to tell Tupac no? That's he's, the question. Yeah, he, uh, quite an inspiration. Uh, it's about your legacy and don't you have sickle cell anemia. <laughs> it's a great song. I love that song. Hit him up. Oh, hit him up. Bangs. Let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, Blake, this has been amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I, I've been listening to the show since Haley McLean was on. So episode two, I believe. Episode two. See, I yes. know the lore and everything. I listen. Uh, I listened I... to Jacob's episode when he and when he didn't say I was the coolest person, I was like, what the fuck, man? I thought I, I was think... going to get two for two, but I didn't. Oh, two-time champ? Yeah. I two thought rings? I could have it. Well, Oof. notice, notice uh, Jacob wasn't called my coolest person, so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for having me on. I do really appreciate it. I love no, the show. I think it's awesome. Thank uh, that that truly means a lot. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to put out into the ether? Anything um, at all? Sure. You can follow me at Metallica is rad. If you have any issues with what I said about horses or nine year olds or Mike and Ike's, uh, you can tweet those at me at Metallica is rad. Um, I am going to be a little quiet in terms of work. For basically the rest of the year. Um, but you can read my backlog of stuff at blakehester.rocks uh, because I can't take anything seriously, even my portfolio website. Um, it's blakehester.rocks. Um, and then I don't know, if you like books, check me back out in November. Oh. Unless something falls apart, then I'm going to look really dumb. But <laughs> we'll see. I'm waiting on one last email, but I'll, you know, I didn't confirm anything here. <laughs> This, this is why he was nominated coolest dude. What a guy. Blake Hester, basketball player, inventor, and actor. They all hold true. But we got to close down the shop here. It's last call. We have to figure out 
what we learned here today. Okay, we learned Indiana sucks. Anthony Bourdain rules. Hunter S. Thompson sucks. Rupert Grint is uh, somewhere in the middle. And Reese's Cups. Eh, I don't know, I think they still rule. We learned that neither cancer nor rehab could take out Blake, so I fully believe he can beat up those 109-year-olds. They're going to be crying more than a guy who got an Xbox. But land all those chunky kickflips. And may your graham crackers always be soggy. At the very least for the next two weeks. Until our next episode. So be safe. Rock on. And I'll see you then. Thank you. And good night. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Learning about Cuba, having some food. Mr. Spicoli, you're on dangerous ground here. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. I've been thinking about this, Mr. Han. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time?